Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 126 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, the Lone Vault Wanderer. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. How's it going, everybody? We are back. We took a week off. I was gone the week after. <clears throat> I am sick now, so that's fun. So I'm going to sound like shit all episode, but uh, we're here. We're together. We're a family again. It's all right. Forgive the audio listeners every three seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. <laughs> just fucking honking I'm just fighting TB over here. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you guys been up to lately? Got to do a little catch up uh, on the show. We caught up before, but no. We can do it. We can do it live. Um, I've personally been playing a hell of a lot of Mario Rabbids. I need a hundred percent that game. I think it'll be a crime not to. I've just started Evil Within, and dealing with YouTube demonetization. Yeah. Hooray! <laughs> yeah. Did you see that uh, that uh, Ubisoft Milan announced, which is the group that did the uh, Rabbids, mm-hmm. announced a major expansion. As oh, well wow. as on really? something. They announced it this morning, yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, so good on them. They deserve it, you know? Lone and I were like, you know, what would they, I mean, what would they do? What Bring other Mega Man. could be done? Yeah. Well, there's, <laughs> he had an idea. I can't remember what it was last week that I thought was really good. And then this morning, somebody told me, Princess Peach survival mode. And I was like, <laughs> it would be awesome if, like, Far Cry Primal and Princess oh, Peach God. mixed together. <laughs> but there, there's yeah. really good ideas out there of, mm-hmm. of what they can mix. For me, it's just reviews. I got Cuphead done. I got Forza 7. And well, uh, got I gotta that, say, Carrick, Ka- you've been oh, doing like ten reviews a day. It seems every time I open up my YouTube app, it's yeah, I new review. I, I'm the only, the only Patreon I support right now is Carrick's, and uh, <laughs> anytime and I open up my email, drugs. it's just like he's just review, giving me money for review, drugs. Review, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, damn. Yeah. How, how yeah, is Cuphead, by the way? Apparently, it's, it's excruciating, excruciatingly hard. It is. It's um, it's easily one of the the hardest games I've played in the last couple of years, but nice. I would say it's easily also one of the best, like top three in the last five years. Wow. Games. But I like hard games. Remember yeah. the hard, I mean, if a game is like warns you, <laughs> then I'm usually the first person who's like, okay, uh, that's a challenge, bitch. So, um, but this challenge kicked my ass. Cuphead even has a well that you walk up to that tells you how many times you've died. And oh. it, it like, does a rhyme. <laughs> And I saw that's 25, awesome. and I'm like, wow, that's high. And then once I saw 125, I was like, okay, I know what type of game this is. Oh, dude, shit. deaths are – it's it's unbelievable. And the way the bosses work, are they have patterns, but they come out randomly. Mm. So, like, they'll have multiple waves, but wave one, two, three, four isn't how it happens. It can be wave one, two, three, four. If you die on four, the game has a higher chance of starting on four. So <laughs> it will – yeah, so you'll be like, I don't know how to handle this guy. And the fucking next fight, it's that guy and that wave. 
and you're mm. just like, holy shit. It's different because I remember when I demoed that game uh, about a year and a half ago or something. I was at PAX. I tried it out, and I was just like, this is really fucking difficult. Like, do, do they have to tweak it or something? They're like, no, we want it to be this hard. And I was just like, okay, yeah. this is this type of game. This is legit, yeah. yeah. And how long does it take to finish, might I ask? Oh, over, well, that's the problem. It depends, because you do die so often. So let <sighs> me get, here is the exact post I just got about five minutes ago. And it, it, it says, Carrick isn't lying I spent one hour defeating one boss in Cuphead. <laughs> it's hard as nuts. Also, if, if your nuts are hard, you should probably get your doctor to check those. But yes. seriously, it, um, you're talking about probably – it depends how good you are. Really. I, I saw up to 20 really. hours somewhere. Yeah, I was just going to say Fuck. it could be anywhere from like 12 to – honestly, to 40 hours if, if you're a type of person who isn't the greatest but really wants to do it. And the problem is the game has an, a normal mode or an easy mode and a hard mode. Easy mode is most games hard. That's without a doubt. Wow. wow. But guess what? That mode doesn't actually get you farther in the game. You can't even <laughs> unlock the later bosses unless you do normal. And normal, you're like, oh, easy, normal. And then you do easy and you're like, this is fucking nut crunching. Like, it can't be this hard. And like, then how the fuck hard is normal? Yeah. And then you put it on normal and you're like, oh, my God. Are you? And there were times where I never got mad, which is rare. There yeah. were times where I would just, I didn't know what to do with myself when I died because <laughs> I, I, I would get confused. My brain would be like, that is physically fucking impossible. I just got to go There's have some no tea, way. relax, and yeah. we'll come back and reconsolidate. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's and, great. And the, one of the most beautiful games that's ever, Absolutely. I mean, Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Blind Forest is, is, is good in a different way. But yeah. It, it, this is almost scary good looking. That's so, beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. Congrats to Microsoft. Exclusive yeah. for them. They paid the entire development. And it's only 20 bucks. Yeah. So, what about, I'm, what about I, it? I don't know if I'm going to play it. I don't know if I have time to play it. But, um, yeah. Because I'm playing Divinity Original Sin 2, and I'm playing Dang and mm-hmm. Rumpa V3, two of my most anticipated games. I was like, I'm set. It's a good time to be me. <laughs> I, I was oh, like, yeah. I, I might buy Cuphead just to support the devs because I know they've busted yeah. their ass for years on it. Um, but I don't know if I'll have it in my uh, in my schedule to play it, especially with all the reviews we're gonna be doing coming up. It's it's about to be that month, October. That I I was I was just gonna say. I mean, last night on stream, I was trying to figure out how I'm gonna organize all the games that I want to play over the next couple of months. There's no way, and so happens that next couple of months I'm traveling a lot, so it really sucks. Oh. But I'll have my Switch with me. So Odyssey, mm-hmm. La Noir, Skyrim, they're gonna be my go tos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue, you bringing up Skyrim. Let's talk about this new survival mode. Lots to discuss. New, not new. Yeah, new to PS4 players, because Xbox One, PC, they both have Frostfall, I Need, uh, Campfires. These are all mods that create the fall or the, i'm sorry fallout the skyrim survival experience so um i don't have the the bethesda page in front of me right now but it comes with a lot of what's similar to uh fallout for survival mode what's similar to frostfall survival mode you know you have to manage your clothing you have to you know go to fires to warm up um it's kind of like breath of the wild in that way you have to eat you have to sleep those are the things mm-hmm. that are similar to fallout 4 uh so you know it is a true survival experience here's the hitch Bethesda showed it in the trailer in during E3 
it was 500 creation club credits so that means it's 799 um oh it was 500 in the trailer yes and now (laughs) creation club has dropped on skyrim and they have moved it to 800 credits 50 just 50 outside of that 750 uh credit threshold which was at the 799 price point so now if you want to buy it you gotta spend 15 bucks with that said, you can get it for free for a week. If you get it during that week, it's permanently free. But after that, you're paying 15 bucks. Thoughts, gentlemen? Thoughts on this? Yeah, you... multiple currencies. We've talked about it. It yeah. fucking sucks because the translation from one currency to another is like selling something to somebody in Russia. It's not. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, his face froze at the perfect oh, time. Oh, they were going to do this. Oh, there we go. You here? We're, we're still back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you popped for a second. But we, we know they were going to do this. So, it, I mean, that's. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. I'm shocked just because we saw this them going down this path with, um, I'd say with the review policy, it was the most telling sign to me. I was like, they're moving towards anti-consumer decisions with that. Um, but I'm just kind of shocked, you know, that they just a year and a half ago uh, gave away, actually it might be less than that, gave away a exact same mode as a free update for Fallout 4. And yeah. so now yeah. they're selling it for fifteen bucks. I mean that that was the the subject of my video because I, I I can't really talk to anything else available under this creation club because I haven't played much Skyrim, but the Fallout Four survival mode it, it's it's pretty much the exact same. Like there are differences where, for example, in Fallout you have radiation and Skyrim you have cold and weather and stuff like that. Yeah. So those are the differences, but practically they're the exact same modes. Mm-hmm. But with Fallout 4, it was a free update. And I get that we had survival mode already in Fallout 4, but it wasn't the same. It was yes. that free update that made it what it was. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't, I don't know, guys. I just, I just got to wonder, like, how is this going to, okay, let's look at Starfield. Mm. Are they going to do maybe what they did with Skyrim? We're not going to do survival mode, but we can sell it. You know, Starfield. We're not going to do a space survival mode. <laughs> But we'll sell it in the Creation Club for twenty bucks. Well, someone Can I ask mentioned a question. This to me. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. I was ahead. just going to ask real quick: Who made it, though? Is it a modder or is it one of them? Same. It's a modder. Uh, they don't. We don't. At least as far as I know, we don't know the officially who it is. But it's yeah. believed to be by Chesco, same guy who made yeah. Frostfall. Yeah. Well, at least he's getting some money, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, I, the, that's the good positive. on good on Chesco. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. deserves to be paid. But absolutely. It's one of the most downloaded mods on Skyrim. It's just that mm-hmm. I feel bad yeah. because he, like he's making a good mod, and then Bethesda's like, "All right, fifteen bucks." Like, and and Skyrim. someone mentioned this to me the other day. I mean, wasn't it Metro Last Light or the Redux that tried to sell a, a hard Ranger mode or whatever it was, and then yes, it ended up did. giving it for free? Yep. Hard Ranger. So, yeah. I hope we see the same with this because I I couldn't comprehend how just a year ago it was free with Fallout 4 and now it's 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 8 bucks or, or 15 or however you want to describe it. The point is it's not free and it, like I think I'd still have problems with this even if we didn't get Fallout 4 survival mode for free last year. I'd still say well this is probably still too expensive. I mean it's yeah. almost half of the price of Far Harbor no not yeah. Far Harbor of Nuka World because Far Harbor is 25 um, but the fact that we just got that for free last year, it, it just, I'm like, what what happened here? Like, that's what I'm you saying, know? bro. 
I'm literally speechless. Especially you and I just went to an event. Like we played some pretty good games. We're like, all right, the games are good. The games are good. It's the just like what's happening really good. consumer decision wise. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, I have a question. Let's say this guy, what's his name? Can you remind Chesco. me of the modder, please? Chesco. Let's say yeah. Ches let's say Chesco releases um a, a Crater Club version and they call it um Survival Max or something. I don't know. They change yeah. the name. And they indicate that it's got like four new things you need to do, five new things you need to do, you know, different elements. Would you, how many elements in addition would you, do you guys think is fair to then look and go, okay, they've got the normal version that's free and mm. it's got some stuff, but yeah. he's made a version that with the money they're paying him, he had some more time. So he did a couple things maybe he didn't have the money for before. What would you guys want? Let's say if I said what's a, a survival mode you would pay for from him, what other things um, would you guys want for, for that survival mode that would make it worth it? And, and see, that's the thing. I mean, the only way that it would be more palatable is if we got something that wasn't currently available, available for free. And I know that's hard, but with Frostfall, it's... I, as far as I can see, it's it's pretty much the exact same, and I don't think adding a few little fetch side quests are going to fix that, to be honest. No, but there are other ways in which you can worry about survival. So I'm saying, are there other things you could add? Does it do? I don't know I don't, this. I, I, I don't it. think I don't I don't think Poison? it's going to affect it because it, essentially they have added a few little things that that are slightly different, but they're different because Skyrim is a different game to Fallout. So yeah. you know, with diseases yeah. and and. And if you swim in thing, water, you get frozen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there are those small differences that they've added, but it's not. You just like don't see enough uh, enough like dangers out there that he could it's, add. It's still a survival yeah. mode. That that's that's my. Oh, I know uh, it is, but I mean, I we also say. have been okay with games that charge nothing for one car, but then five cars. You're like, okay, that's worth it. That's what I'm trying to do is find out. Oh, is there? You, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Is there yeah. some floor guess... where you where you guys would say okay? You know, hmm. I, I get it now. But it sounds like there's not. And let's be honest, you can't be worried about if you're already worried about freezing and all this kind of stuff. Maybe there's no other dangers that you can add that makes sense. Durability. That could have been something they could have added. Skyrim doesn't Say have again? durability. Oh, durability. Item durability. Okay. That's something they could have added. I mean, my, my way of looking yeah. at it is regardless of what they add. I think most consumers would still look at it as a survival mode as a whole. So they'd say one survival mode yeah. is free. This one is not. Um, yeah. I know you should take responsibility, take a deeper look at it. But um, for me, it's just like, yeah, they, I mean, there's only so much they, well, not only so much, but they could add a couple of things. But to me, I don't know if it would justify $15, especially like I've looked at, um, for example, we'll look at Skyrim's DLC because it is Skyrim. Let's say you for now it's on special edition. So it comes with a DLC. Then we'll look at mm -hmm. Fallout 4's DLC. You know, you spend five more dollars, you get Nuka World, 10 more, you get Far Harbor. Or yeah. uh, what I, what I did for a video was I went to the, you know, because play, PlayStation 4 players are going to be the most impacted by this because it's most appealing right. to them. Yeah. So I'm like, let me go on GameStop. Let me look at the $20 and under section. Let's see what games you can get for $15. And it was like The Last of Us, The Witcher 3, Uncharted 4 was 10 bucks, I think. Like, uh, what else was there? There was one more. I can't think of it right now. But there were all these top tier games yes. you could get for the same price. Granted, they're used, older titles. I think Mad Max was 10 bucks. So... You know, there's so yeah. much more if you reallocate that money somewhere else that, you know, you can get. So that's why I looked at it side by side, gave it all the angles. And I'm like, this just is overpriced. Simple as that. And I've had a problem with the pricing on the Creation Club for a while. And I, yeah. and I said in my video, 
this is just the most egregious example because we're literally comparing something that was free to mm. something that's paid. I mean, th- there was always it was always a bit more murky ground when you compared a, a twenty dollar DLC or a twenty five dollar DLC to a five dollar item or whatever it was. I still think you could absolutely make that argument, but here, like, I just don't know what happened to you know to where they said you know what, in this instance, we're, we're going to charge for it. And maybe if they had Creation Club available at the time, they would have charged for the Fallout 4 one too. And I still think they would have got the same reaction. The reason, why I'm a, the reason why I'm actually arguing this is because I just recently had a discussion that where somebody sort of enlightened me on something. Mm. And I'm not saying I even agree with them. But where we were discussing that the fact that they're charging for something that is free is actually the very definition of how mods work. And if they're now charging, then it becomes a company-created thing like a DLC or an expansion, and you do pay for those. And everything in gaming that allows for mods has something that where it's free in one place and where maybe you pay the company somewhere else, whether it be armor or, or so forth. Yeah, we had, or Shivering Isles or an expansion. Look at the expansion for Skyrim that that one kid made, Falscar or whatever. Mm. And that was free, right? At, at, at that time, I think it might be charged now. But... Um, so it's it's interesting to me to sort of find out, like, how we define that it's just unacceptable, I think, and what we could add to make it, or what they could add to make it I not think or make it acceptable. When it comes to now, we'll just talk generally about Bethesda Game Studios games because when it comes to their titles sure. like Fallout and Elder Scrolls. I think the reason people will justify most times paying for that official content is because we know it's adding to the overall universe, the overall story. Like with Fallout, when we know we're getting that new paid expansion to take us to a new area, we're going somewhere Mm -hmm. new in the United States that we've never seen before, and we get to see what happened in this state that, you know, that expands the overall universe. Uh, Same thing, I guess you could say, with Elder Scrolls, when you go to a a new isle or uh, province during that time period, what's happening in we'll say Morrowind during the time of Skyrim. I don't know, but you get what I'm saying where I think mm-hmm. that's why some people will justify paying for it. Where um, I love beyond Skyrim Bruma. I'm still dallying and dilly dallying mm-hmm. in it just cause it's, it's so fun and replayable, but you know, that's free. It also is kind of a recreation of, or actually, no, I'm sorry. It is Bruma during Skyrim's time period. That was a much better example. Um, and so that's fun, that's free, but it would be interesting to see Bethesda take on it because, you know, that's being officially counted into the universe. So mm-hmm. I think to myself, that's probably why people try to justify, but, you know, that's paid content. We're talking about a difficulty here. So I don't know. I think just the, the issue is that it was originally offered free. And if, like Lone said, yeah. they, they decide with Fallout 4, oh, if Creation Club was out then, we would have charged then, they probably would have the same issue just because when you start yeah. up the game, it always had that survival difficulty there. Yeah, just, right. so it was but, but if you want the true survival difficulty yeah, exactly yeah exactly i know what you mean so, um look i i've said this and i, and I want to say it again the only way creation club is palatable for me just just imagine this right imagine when creation club was launched there were like three new big quests exactly and else and each of them was like 10 bucks each i genuinely i don't think everyone would have been happy because they would have been like well i can get this quest on nexus for free and i get that um but especially for console players that maybe have a restriction in that regard having three new awesome side quests that are re-envisioned by modders that would be much better to me and then you know if, if someone's experiencing i don't know i i I can't even think straight. <laughs> Same. It just runs my head in a circle. I'm like, how did it come to this? 
I lose my train of thought all the time. And it. It, it, it's honestly, let's be honest, guys. It is Bethesda's version of microtransactions. They've Absolutely. hit it in the same way a microtransaction is hidden, which is a dual, at least dual, if not triple currency. It's on. It's done on purpose. And it's it's their version of microtransactions, and they're getting away with it because they're calling it something else. And I would guarantee you they won't be the last one to say Oh, that no. that yeah. they're adding a mods kind of system to their game. It will absolutely will not be the last one to do mm-hmm. it. Well, that's what I said to people. I'm like, because some people are like, Yo, Maddie, you're you're pandering. You're just saying fuck Bethesda because other people are. I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> it's just my opinion. But you know, because yeah. the more you enable this, the more it's going to happen in other games. You may not care now. You may think it's not that big of a deal. Watch, just watch. That's what I say to people. I'm like, you you just keep enabling it. You go ahead and buy it, thinking you're you're one of the few. It's not a big deal. You know, you keep saying like it's it's okay. No, <laughs> it's not. I think the only real problem is is what we just ran into when I asked you guys the question is that um, everybody's ideal of a level or a moral is different. And so I'm, I don't feel comfortable saying don't buy it because I don't know what that person's enjoyment level is. I don't know, like, if, yeah. my, if my, my personal belief is it should be cratered, just fucking neutered and removed. I don't like it at all. But I think that's pretty black and white. Some people would agree, and some people would be like, "No, it'd be okay if." And I think that's the problem. Is I mean, I agree with you, Maddie, but it would. There's, I'm sure, there's times where if I do something, you might go, "Hmm." And if you did something, I'd be like, "Uh." Mm-hmm. But really, are we right? I mean, on this, yes, but on. <laughs> <laughs> but but on 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 other situations, maybe not so much. On this yeah. one, for sure, yes. Don't let anybody argue. This is this is dumb. But mm. I, I'm not even trying to be the devil's advocate. It's just no, because it's good to have the pers- there's right, so. So many microtransaction systems out there that it's becoming hard to notice when somebody does something legitimate. And there are companies that do, including Bethesda in the past, that have had legitimate expansions, legitimate yeah, DLC, that's, that's whatever. That's the other sad part. And it's hard to know what's legitimate and what's not. No, a- absolutely. It's, it's really hard to know what's kosher. And especially when you, when you look at the internet you and find that word? some people. Heard that. Kosher? Kosher. Yeah. Kosher. yeah. Jewish for uh, foods they can eat, right? Isn't that yeah? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, it's it's Sorry, okay. I it's pretty, I sound it's okay. uneducated there. I've never heard that before. Yeah, cool. I, I was watching oh. Scrubs, and, and that's where okay. that phrase came from. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's hard to know, especially when, for example, I might think that the loot box system in Overwatch is okay because it's just cosmetic. Mm-hmm. But then someone else might think, like it's like Jim Sterling, for instance, he just hates microtransactions. Like Even if it's cosmetic and doesn't affect gameplay, he'll still have that view, and a lot of people will still have that view. So it's really hard to know what's actually right. Like There's a lot of people that have the stance that if a game is full-priced at 60 bucks or whatever it is, then it just shouldn't have microtransactions. But then some people are like, well, I, no, I don't mind microtransactions so long as it's not pay to win. There's this entire spectrum, and no one's ever going to yeah. be completely happy yeah. here. And I and I think a publisher has to just accept that, but still try their best to reach a compromise. And I just don't think that's that's been done here, to be honest. And also, now that I think about it, I brought up microtransactions, and technically, I shouldn't have. Because no one is modding a loot box into a game, but they are modding swords in. So... You, yeah. So microtransaction is technically different than I, I shouldn't have mentioned that. I think I just gave a really bad example because technically most of the time microtransactions that I'm talking about are like Overwatch uh, style loot loot boxes, which Forza Seven supposedly will have in the future and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. mm. Or at least there's different degrees of that too. I guess it yeah, sucks. I, I think it's situational. It, it depends <laughs> in a way where. Um, 
you'll see, you know, for me, I'm pretty accepting of Overwatch's loot boxes because I don't see yeah. uh, Blizzard really reaching hard. You know, where yeah, I right. see Bethesda like, let's move this 50 points above the cheapest price package so they have to spend double the price. Like, that's where I'm like, totally that's ridiculous. unacceptable. Exactly. I, I go, that's really silly of you. So that's where I guess the, the differences start to play in. I'm yeah. sure there's bias for a lot of people on what companies they like to support. For me, I love Overwatch so much. And, you know, the yeah. reason they'll say the reason that support keeps coming in is because of the microtransactions. So, you know, can you consider them a necessary evil at times? Yeah, it's just it's a case by case basis. One thing you say about one microtransaction system, a lot of times might not apply to the next one. Just because, like Carrick said earlier, there's so many differences, multiple currencies. It's like, would Creation Club be better if Bethesda allowed like a new challenge system and they accounted for your achievements and you unlocked credits through that and then you could right. afford them yourself? Yeah. Would it be more acceptable? Would it be too grindy? It depends on the player then, right? So it's like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and it depends on the player yeah. and then it also depends on the goodwill that the publisher and the developers built up too. I mean, uh, maybe some re- the reason why a lot of people are okay with Overwatch loot boxes is because everyone's like, like everyone's really, really happy with how blizzard has approached overwatch in terms of its development and being open with fans and all that kind of stuff so some people might be more accepting and actually willing to give their money because they've you know adopted good business practices with their game preceding that um and then i don't know like and and maybe some other companies haven't gone down that route and then some people are like well it's just x company being x company you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like they're expecting that and and they're not you know they're, they're not accepting what they're trying to do because of what they've done in the past. So th- there's there's so many differences here. Um, but at least when it comes to, to Bethesda, like I like Bethesda games. I like Bethesda as a company. But even in that situation, I see this and say, guys, just a year late before you did it for free. I, it was it's it's still yeah. fresh in my, our minds, you know. Yeah, exactly, it's not like we forget. And the, the weird thing about Bethesda is they take that quiet guy approach. There's like, we did this. Sure. We're gonna close our blinds. We're gonna shut off our phones. We're just gonna really separate ourselves from the situation and stick our head in the sands. It'll go away. And it's like <laughs> this one, I don't think is going away. Personally, I mean, people not this one are mad. I, I can't possibly imagine it. Have you guys realized it's been like a month since this thing is launched? And look yeah. how look how quickly it's literally gone like. Whoop, not like it was good at first, but I'm just saying. It, I was about it, to it say. It managed to get worse than what <laughs> it, it already yeah, it was. It started yeah. low, right? It's yeah. like, you know, they're they're really good at making sure they don't get over the bar ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I just think that when we look at it, it's a situation that um, with that company, that it probably a lot of it is just the expectation that Bethesda is getting worse and worse. So people look at it, yeah, more more stringently. But also the fact that yeah. it was a really dumb move on their part. Two huge dumb moves. One the charge price is absolutely the most ridiculous thing in the world. And anybody who understands 2 plus 2 could have told you that that's a bad price. But additionally, you have Creation Club. You have a massive system in which you can offer unique things. And you continue to offer absolutely copies of things that are free. You haven't yet said, here's why. It's all, and, and this is the mm. same question that comes up with Battlefield and Call of Duty. Why should I get this if I have this? Why should I get this? And right now, Bethesda, in any game, FIFA and another you know, soccer game or whatever, this happens all the time. Right now, no one's really said, oh, here's why Creation Club matters. Yeah. Because it doesn't. And that is really painful for, I think, a lot of gamers. And there also isn't... another thing as well. I mean, we mentioned Overwatch. At least with Overwatch, there is a way to get loot boxes just by playing. It might Absolutely. not be the easiest thing in the world. 
but every time you level up, you get a loot box. Mm -hmm. the, the, they made it easier. Uh, they offered options. The arcade mode, like the yeah. thing you get nine boxes in a day or something like that, you know, where you could hop yeah. on Overwatch for a little bit, get a bunch of loot boxes and sign off. And like, at least there's a wave. And, and this is one of the suggestions that I had for, for Creation Club. Tie in these credits. That the, the, If there is any benefit for having a credit system, a virtual currency system, it is that the publisher can say, Here's a hundred for everyone because that's exactly what Bethesda did. They have the flexibility to say if you've played the game for X number of hours, or you do X number of challenges, or complete X number of quests, you can get a certain amount of Crash and Club credits, yeah. and that incentivizes people to play their games. Mm -hmm. So it's and, and yeah, I think what just... hurts most is that <clears throat> people are looking for that one piece of content from the Creation Club that you know shows their potential here. And you see yeah. the survival mode, then you find out it's pretty much the equivalent of Frostfall, and then mm -hmm. you find out they're also charging an absurd price for it, and then you find out they tried to move it up even more, and then all of a sudden it's like, fuck, like the one thing that maybe could have showed that this system has potential is probably its worst blemish now. Yeah. Would it be awesome, guys? It would be amazing if when we buy Skyrim 2, if they charge you for beard hair color like they do in <laughs> NBA, because NBA 2K is the most egregious microtransactions I've ever witnessed in my life. And it's worse than almost wow. any Android game I've ever played. Want to hear but a when funny I, story? I didn't have enough money to make sure that my hair and my fucking beard matched because they charge you every time. So if you change from one beard to the other, you don't get to keep your old beard color. You have to rebuy it. You have to rebuy everything in that game. Wow. And to me, <laughs> I, I, I just, I hope Bethesda's no, you, like, you, you want to be this, this race? Story. Give us a dollar. I was, uh, I was out golfing a couple of weeks ago. And um, I was with a couple of my friends, and my, one of my friends has a younger brother. He's like, you know, that younger gamer who plays GTA Online, plays right. NBA, and, you know, dumps all his money in those microtransactions. So we're on the course. I'm about to tee off. I hear his phone ring. I stop. I turn around. He picks up on speaker. He asks him what he wants. He's like, can I spend $50 on the NBA 2K microtransactions? And I'm like, oh, my God. I look at Connor, one of my best friends, and I'm like, dude. He's part of the problem, and he started dying. I was like, I can't believe I just witnessed That's like, crazy. you know, that type of shit. I'm like, people buy this stuff. I can't imagine it. I can't. What did we spend? I mean, when we were younger, you know, it was comics and all this kind of stuff. And um, I remember people telling me I was a, I was a video game player, Dungeon and Dragons comics. People would say, I can't believe you spent you know this and this but i always had a physical item when i came home and mm. and that's what's weird mm. here is like it was action uh, figures yeah action figures there you go me too as well or, uh, or like trading or, cards or something yeah, yeah too yeah or even toys like i would buy G, uh, uh like he-man or something you know i would get something yeah. physical and it is weird that they're asking it sounds like their parent if they can spend 50 bucks to transfer it into a digital currency and get nothing back mm-hmm it physical yeah. like can i give away yeah. my money so that my beard color matches my hair sure and That's you're why like i loved lego Whoa. dimensions like because i, was, <laughs> yeah, I thought to myself right. all right like you're, you're getting something and you can put it in game and it's like actually yep. there I, I thought that was cool yeah so there's hope <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. Right. let's move I mean, on that, and, and, oh wait what, what do you got no just a, a oh, closing okay. note i mean oh, that's why i kind of like amiibos because you can just buy them yeah. as a collectible Mm. And oh, have I, Skylanders. I think I have almost every Skylander. I absolutely go. love them, yeah. and they're collectibles, but they play in the game. Yeah. So yeah, and there's you get something, you know. Mm -hmm. you, it, it, it sounds small, but it matters. It matters. It does. 
All right, next topic, a little more positivity injected into this podcast with Red Dead Redemption 2's latest trailer. We find out it's a prequel. What do you guys think? Why of is it, it called 2? Dude, <laughs> I It should hate be called the pre-sequel. I'm going to be honest. I know that sounds a little over dramatic. I just I can't stand it because it's so unnecessary. You know, it, it's like a clear we're we're labeling it under redemption because more people recognize it that way and we we just want more money and more brand recognition in general so it just it pisses me off but you know the game itself what do you guys think <laughs> go carry Red no oh, okay. I, don't, I don't have much to say i'm, I'm oh like, um red dead's gonna I, be one of my games that i play next year oh gotcha yeah I'm, i mean i'm super stoked so uh i i have tried to contact the voice actor for marston a couple times to try to see you know if he's going to be in there and he hasn't responded which is fine he may not be able to or he may be out of the business completely but it, it looks like there's a chance of like running running into him what's interesting to me is so it's it's red dead redemption 2 there isn't there isn't a subtitle which surprised me because like maddie said the name is dumb but what i would love and this is just me it's not going to happen but i would love one of two things one you begin the redemption of John Marston in this where you're not playing him, but at the very end, maybe something your character does shows that John Marston needs to leave and go get married and, and then create the events of, of the original. Or two, in a way, John Marston is the major foil in the game. Like, has he already gone to the good side? Like, you know, there, there's ways you could play off of John Marston, and they haven't indicated any of this. Yeah. But what bothers me is it's got a sequel name, and if they don't put Marston in there either as a poignant moment, like right at the end, where, like, do-do-do, and the guy comes in. Like a Luke Skywalker we, kind of thing. <laughs> correct. Of, uh... Well, and, and wouldn't it be awesome if maybe, like, you're dying or something, and he comes in, and mm. something happens that you remember from the first game, and you're like, okay, this is all making sense. Yeah. So... Um, to me, it looked amazing, you know, and it's got testicles on the fucking horses, which I guess people were really impressed by. Um, it looks pretty good. It was all PS4 Pro. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the trailer, they said content coming first to PS4. What do you guys think about that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like expansion content or yeah. something? Yeah. Look, I, I just, I want the game for PC. That, that's the one thing that still boggles my mind. Yeah. Like, not only is there no PC port, then we got the exclusivity. Uh, what's exclusive, though, do we know? It literally said uh, content coming first to PlayStation. That's so it's probably like, a right month early DLC or something. A month early DLC, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that kind of stuff isn't so... I mean, it, it sucks. Um, yeah, it's but... the least worst, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. It's the, the monetization. It's, it's, it's the uh, creation club <laughs> where <laughs> something is somewhat good. And like, maybe I, I genuinely think... That there's more of a chance that this comes to Switch before PC. <laughs> Jeez, imagine that shit. That'd be well. Insane. La Noire's coming to Switch, so mm. why not? I right. mean, that game. I saw when I saw the bow and arrow. I was like, this looks cool. You know that that was the one part that wowed me out of that whole trailer. Like the whole time, you could tell it was about Duchess Gang, just because all signs pointed to it um, that it was going to be a prequel, and, and they confirmed that obviously. But you know, I. <clears throat> Am I the only one who's not super in love with Rockstar World? Like, I just want to—I just want to know because I like their games like Bully, uh, Max Payne, but like the worlds like GTA and Red Dead, I find myself I, like once the story's done, I lose interest. You know, I don't because I—I I feel like it's just because the games I love when it comes to open world are quest, NPC focused interactions, that type right. of thing where you got the sandbox type of fun. 
in Red Dead. I just want to know, am I, uh, am I alone on that? Well, I, I stopped playing GTA's story mode pretty early on. And I don't know, to me, it's just like, like the city was, was beautiful, but it was a city. Yeah, <laughs> I, I live in a city. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's the difference with Red Dead, though, because it's a, it's a Western-style set, set game. It's nothing comparable. Like that, I think mm-hmm. that makes it instantly more interesting to me versus a GTA. Okay. What about you, Carrick? I I'm more of a technical person, so I'm just impressed. Like mm-hmm. GTA Five has things in it that would blow your mind if you start reading like the top 100 weird things that can occur. Your favorite. Um, in, <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean some of them though. It's probably one of the only top <clears throat> videos I've ever watched, but one of them was so crazy when they were talking about what was going on. I would say that, yeah, I like their worlds um, so much so that L.A. Noir was really depressing because it was an open world. It was very, it pretended to be. Bully was fantastic. Um, but GTA, I love GTA 5. I wasn't a fan of 4, but I think Same. GTA 5 I was like incredible. Five and, and dude, Red Dead, I can't disagree in any way with loan that's exactly what i was going to say about red dead i would hunt animals because it just yeah. sort of worked right and i would just yeah i did ride... the same sounds stupid You're but right. i would just ride my horse and listen to the music and just at night you'd hear like as people were shooting each other like and i would be like what's happening i'm gonna Beautiful get on my horse and investigate sounds, yeah. yeah and and i'm an idiot because nothing's happening it's triggering a fucking digital sound but to me my brain was like this is real we need to yeah. go find out what's happening <laughs> one of my favorite little details like i remember in gta 5 it was just such a tiny thing but once you get out of the car like you can hear the engine still ticking yeah as it like yeah. turns yeah. off it's just that little attention to detail that's what i love about their games in general i, yeah. I don't know if you've ever used the mod um sounds of skyrim but yes. oh, it's just just little Amazing. things that, that adds to the game. It's, I love yeah, it. I absolutely out. adore that mod. You know, yeah, awesome. it's. Uh, I mean, it's Red Dead, so I, I'm I'm stoked to play it. I like the weather effects. They showed snow. The horses riding yeah, through the that snow. Yeah, was awesome. In a mud Louisiana kind of thing with crocodiles, alligators, whichever the one. GB just corrected me, so it, it would be alligators. I think. Mm. If I'm, remember it right but yeah, no, um <laughs> yeah he exactly he knows he knew the difference and he was like hey what um but the, all these different locations and they tried it in red dead what was the um what was the really scary place in red dead that was um that was a bandit haven like a bandit haven um it's one particular town where like it was cra- people would be drugged behind horses wow. and, and lynched right in front of you i cannot remember the town's name thieves thieves landing okay thieves landing thieves highway thief's landing one of the two and um the thing they tried it and it worked really well that was a place i'll remember forever so hopefully we we get a bigger world and a world where you know you have these really different ecosystems that are all yeah. running together i agree because um the first time i tried red dead or I, I tried it four times until i finally beat it believe, believe it or not and uh it's wow. just something with desert settings to be honest with you um, well, so you don't like red dead do you <laughs> I, I, I no it's not that i don't like it it's like i got through it i was like this is good it doesn't grab you it just yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough and uh i'm a big universe guy i love yeah. the unique stuff and it's not that red dead isn't unique I'm, i can already hear the screaming but it, it's just that it's that something thing. about desert settings that has never grabbed no, me like i said the same thing right? about new vegas i love new vegas but i have to mod the shit out of my graphics because it's oh, just, yeah, I, I yeah. like my color palettes and I, yep. I like, not that I'm like a big, it's gotta look pretty. It's just, I need some color because like my yep. eyes just get fucking dry as shit. And it's like a pain to play games for me. If there's no color, I don't know. It's like an orange filter. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you nailed it. I, I you're not in any way, shape, or uh, alone with that. I know people who don't like particular game worlds because of, you know, where where it's set, desert, forest, mm -hmm. whatever, and they may not like it. Some people like it because it's different, yeah. and then some people don't. I wasn't a fan of New Vegas at all, and I know you guys are. I'm not. I don't like that game. And um, but I know what you guys do. Yeah, I, 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 but but I get why people do, and I didn't like Fallout Three either at the starting. And then once I played it a couple times, um, but they're they're different, and I think that there's a difference between wasteland for somebody like Maddie. There's a difference between wasteland and desert too. Yeah, wasteland, right. there's shit everywhere going. I mean, when you walk out, you're like, okay, there's 8 million points of interest right now. But when you walk out in Red Dead, if you aren't really understanding what they're trying to do and not in a bad way, but you're, if, yeah. or, or even just the way they, it's not even you, you look out and you're like, there's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I see. <laughs> like, this is really cactus. how the setting was, but in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, totally I get it, man. I, to and I get it. It makes total sense. It makes total sense. Yeah, it's, it's strange. I, I think... I'll like Red Dead 2 setting more, not just because of the variety, but like, I, you know, I remember always watching Wild West movies with my dad growing up and stuff. So it's like, mm -hmm. I think that'll trigger in me something that maybe didn't hit me well with Red Dead 1. I don't know. It's just strange. I wanted to see if uh, I was alone on that. But overall, the trailer looks good. Game's looking great. It's coming out spring 2018. Yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. I, I think we might have talked about this on the last podcast where we were like, would they delay it during this announcement? Which is what I was sort of hoping they they wouldn't do, but was worried about. But mm -hmm. if they didn't what, say what, it during what is this, your spring, by the way, what months? Oh, April, March, April, okay. May. Usually, uh, I think so. May still is a Rockstar month, if I remember correctly. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. May May Rockstar's done shit in May, so I'm assuming that's the last trailer we get about Red Dead this year, and then next year the next yeah. trailer we get will be. That was only the second trailer we got for this game, isn't it? Yeah. Damn. Damn. It's so talked about. Yeah. Like, literally, it was one red wallpaper that people lost their shit over. You know, and you guys remember how much trouble they were in until Bezos came in and pulled their asses out of the fire. He's not there anymore. And so, and, and everybody knows just how much of a disaster Red Dead was right up until he showed up and fixed it. And so, what I'm wondering is, like, how are the new producers... Maybe they're maybe they're not going to release any. You know, they're just like we're not going to talk about it or anything. We don't. It's just it's going to be a mystery so that people can all talk, but there isn't any solidified view of what it's going to be because it it was a disaster, man. I mean, mm. it, some of the stories that have come out from legitimate people at Rockstar are pretty crazy about what it goes, and that's why there was no PC version. I mean, if you believe this, people mm -hmm. who have leaked correct data about other stuff, they had basically said that the game barely ran on the 360 and I didn't have a lot of glitches, but if you guys have seen the glitch videos, oh, they're God, next. Yeah. There's one where the coach with the horses shoots into the sky, like a rocket and just disappears. <laughs> and I'm like, that literally never happened to me. So, That's um, so funny. Uh, yeah. So I think maybe Maddie's right. And this will be the last one until a month before or two months before the game releases. Yeah. And, it's going to definitely be a month before because they just, yeah, you can already tell they know they're like, everyone's buying this. There's, that's true and so there <laughs> yeah. this is there you go i mean dude put it this way they released a trailer uh for uh what is it called smugglers run for gta online i know this doesn't tell you you know how many people bought the game solely for it but 10 million views 10 million views on a trailer for gta online four years after launch 
uh, remember that the last trailer for GTA broke the internet. Yeah, the, that was it. Uh, it. Yeah, it actually... No, I don't... Sorry, I don't mean the last one. I mean the last trailer prior to the release of the game of oh, GTA yeah. was so bad. I, at that time, I was working at an education nonprofit where we had a backbone to the internet, and we couldn't figure out what had happened. And I went online because I was no working with the way. IT guys, and it was like... Boom, 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 and we started looking, and it was the GTA uh, uh, trailer was watched so much that it was slowing down backbones everywhere because it was hot. It was it was the first 1080p, <laughs> you know, amazing. big 1080p. Yeah, <laughs> that's how much people like it, though, Maddie. Like, no, I, I know, mean, and I remember that's... going, "What's wrong? We can't even get online." And then oh, <laughs> it was like, God. it's just hammered to shit. That's um, a great anecdote. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. They're loved, dude. Uh, it's Absolutely. you're right. They're probably sitting back, just going, "We could package up a Nabisco cracker with my turd on it, and we would sell it." <laughs> yeah, like yeah. They, it, they they probably could. I mean, sad, but uh, hopefully it's good, right? Yeah. Like I think that's what we're yeah. all hoping. Oh, also, I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, you you mentioned La Noir. Do you guys think this VR huge adjustment to the game increased stuff for the Switch? Do you guys think this is a test? A test for a sequel, which they have stressed they wanted to do in the past. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I never. I, I mean, it. maybe it's just a philosophy of, philosophy of mine. Sorry, but I don't think. I know ports are designed to make quick money, but I think they're also used for experiments. You know, besides right. oh, yeah. just a quick example. Testing is, ground. Yeah, they they tested out all the tech uh, before Fallout Four by putting mm. Skyrim on the Xbox One and just seeing how it ran, yeah. and then they released it later right. on as its own thing. So it's like. You know, same thing with VR, same thing with Switch stuff. Yeah, they're doing yeah. testing grounds. Completely. Yeah, my question is, this is who's going to do it with Team Bondi out of the equation. I wonder who would do the sequel. I mean, when you're talking about a port, they, they could easily put together a team. But mm-hmm. with, a, with a fully-fledged game, like w- what Rockstar think, team is going to be doing it? I, I don't know. I just think so many years have passed, it doesn't matter that Bondi's even gone anymore. No, um, no, no. But like, I'm wondering where, like, which team that isn't already doing something is going to move to that. That that that's my question. Yeah, I don't know Rockstar well enough to to answer that. It's true. Um, I yeah, that's true. It would be interesting to see. Just like we talked about this with Hangar 13 and Mafia. Yeah, because they have different uh, developers. Who who has the time? To do it. Uh, I mean, it could also be one of those things where they. I, I guess they wouldn't contract out. The reason why I say it is because. Guys, I mean, VR alone, the VR um, missions now in L.A. Noir, that was never a plan originally. They're, they're, they are experimenting, like Maddie said. And yeah. um, I find that pretty crazy to just do because of a port. And VR in, uh, is yeah. especially so. So oh, it yeah. just seems to me like it's like, hey, did L.A. Noir, you know, how did it do? Let's see. I certainly wish we got a bully um, remake. Dude, you have no idea. True remake. True yeah. remake. You have no idea how badly oh, midnight I want Bully club. to. Hey? <laughs> well, On yeah. my Vive with my bike. Pedal yeah, in the bike. Exactly. <laughs> oh, beating up the nerds with the, oh, with the paddles. Oh, my God. That would be – because the, you have – don't in that one, you have the fight club, right, yeah. in the high school? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with Are the you vibe telling controllers? me that this would be a game in VR where you could beat up little kids? You you are yes. a little kid too, though. You are a little kid though. But you you are a grown adult holding those damn Listen, vibe controllers. Nothing sells nothing Bam! sells nothing <laughs> sells VR like child on child violence. I mean, I think we would all agree. 
<laughs> I guess I guess he is a little true. right though. It would they, that would be on the internet pretty quick. Like mm, some absolutely. news channel would be like, I, I, I am offended. Article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, I, I hope there is a bully too at some point. But yeah, I, I definitely think it's grounds for for testing, and they're definitely looking to do something else with it. Uh, VR bully just makes me smile inside. <laughs> oh, dude. I, well, let's be honest. VR LA, VR LA Noir. Like, if can I rough up the fucking suspect? Like, I because I would. They're there wouldn't even. They'd be like, "You want to ask a question?" Point. No. Yeah. They're definitely gauging at least interest. You know, like right. They're doing it. They're, it's on all the new platforms like PS4, Xbox One, PC, Switch, VR. Like it's everywhere. So they they got to be yeah. seeing saying, yeah. "Let's see how much this sells." If it sells a lot, we'll probably triple this number if we make a new one. <laughs> yeah, mm. no, sure. So I'd love to see what they do with that. Anyway, now on to the next trailer that uh, broke the interwebs to a lesser degree, but still very exciting, was uh, Battlefront 2. So there was a new trailer uh, called This is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Showcased a lot of the new content. Uh, 18 planets, four are part of single player, 30-some-odd vehicles, um... I think 14 heroes and villains. This is a really cool trailer. You're really good. John Boyega voiced it, the uh, actor who is Finn in Star Wars. Um, It just showed a lot of different things as well as the new star card system. I'm trying to remember it because they were really transparent in that trailer. Um, You saw literally every planet they were talking about in the trailer. Um, They showed the weapon customization. You even saw a transdotion shotgun. I was like, dude, I thought this thing was forgotten because <laughs> remember in uh republic commando i don't know if you guys ever played it but they had that oh. and oh my god i was like i can't believe they brought it back uh but i was i was really excited with that trailer really pleased with what i'm seeing personally with battlefront 2 i'm only concerned about the star card system but uh what are you guys thinking about it go ahead Lone. no it's lo- it's looking really good and clearly this time around they're saying we actually have stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's at least three times more content than the first. Is the They had this really cool comparison chart showing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they're doing all the right things. My The only reason why I have reservations is, is because Destiny 2 did a very similar thing. They're like, Absolutely. we have so many hours of content. And then I think in the end, the campaign was like 10 hours. I was like, what? Like... Mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about how there's like 50 hours of story content and now there was 10 to 12 hours of a campaign. So only because of that, just being fresh in my mind, I'm still hesitant or something like yeah. this because when, when you list like how much stuff and content a game can have, it look, it can look big on paper, but really it's obviously how it experiences and runs when you get the game. So yeah, you yeah know, that's my only reservation. Um, the comparison thing. Like, I remember when Destiny 2 dropped, I saw a lot of positive things. It's slowly turning a little more negative, just a little bit. Um, but I was, I remember tweeting out, I was just like, what do you guys think of Destiny 2? And they're like, it's amazing, story's great, yada, yada, yada. And it's not like I don't believe yeah. it, but it's also, you gotta take into consideration, uh, because a lot of people were saying, compared to Destiny 1, it's really good. And I'm like, well, Destiny 1 didn't even have a story, so anything is better yeah. than that, right? So it's like, same thing with Battlefront 1 to 2. It's like, how's the multiplayer? Like, well, there really... was no story, yeah. you know? There was no campaign. Exactly, yeah. How's the story? Well, there wasn't one in Battlefront 1. Okay. <laughs> That's how much it's improved. What about you, Karen? Pretty much. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not... I was. I liked the original for what it did. Like, mm-hmm. I liked to run around in Star Wars, and it looked cool. But um, 
I don't really, I'm going to sort of wait because I'm more of a single player in that game. I like the multiplayer, but I'm more interested in the single player. I'll say that. Okay. And, yeah, uh, you know, BF1 had a unique but not great single player. Um, Destiny 2, that's why in my review I said the best thing about Destiny 2's story is that it's actually in the game and not on a website. That doesn't necessarily mean it's amazing. It just means, um, well, first bad. of all, whoever whoever decided to say, I hope people are mad about the story because we have so much in Destiny 2 needs to fuck right off. <laughs> because that's the kind of stuff that when Lone said that in that one podcast, I was like, man, I fucking hate that. And I, I and, get and it wasn't why true, it, right? It, it wasn't true. And I get why they said it, but they should have shut their fucking traps mm-hmm. and they should have just been like, let it stand on its own and no undue comparisons. But Maddie's right. You can't compare you, I mean, Destiny One and Destiny Two stories. Like, what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like what kind of laser gun is in Red Dead? None. I mean, there's no comparison between yeah. the two, so it wouldn't make any sense. Um, but to me, I'll play it, and I don't like the idea of the star card bullshit. I like. I'm worried about that too. I'm worried about a couple things in that game, to okay. be honest. And that's what scares me is One that like things, if because I can share the the star card thing, but I want to see if like you can bring. Well, go ahead with oh oh um. Can for you explain me, the I, star card thing to me? I'm not too sure. Yeah, what that's explain about. that first, and then I'll explain. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna try my best just because I I played a decent amount of Battlefront One, and I, I don't know entirely. It, it looks the same exact thing as Battlefront Two because in Battlefront One, you'd get a star card when you unlocked it through a level, or with the DLC, you, you'd get it through a hot contract. And then as you used it more and more, it would level up in rarity. And uh, I think, I'm not sure how it it would particularly upgrade, but all I know is it got better. Um, Same thing is happening in Battlefront 2. There are different levels of rarity. You get crafting things that you can use to combine with the star card and increase its rarity level 2. And what happens is that if you do what I did, which was Battlefront 1 was $5 and its season pass was entirely free on PS4. So I said... To my friends i was like let's just do it let's see how the game's looking sure download it try it out huge imbalance because you have this player base who is myself and a ton of other people coming in fresh saying let's see what's up with battlefront it was five bucks getting destroyed because everyone's got all their shit upgraded and <sighs> has been around since the beginning now with the star card thing i'm a little nervous because i, I want to see how they balance it out what's there because everyone was using the jump packs and the back to bombs back to bombs are healing grenades you toss on the ground fill up your health just like that um and i want to see how these rarity levels play into the balance of the game can a new player come in and still compete against someone who has their fully upgraded star cards that's my biggest worry i can see why they do them because it does give unique loadouts not just the set class structure which is an immense improvement in its own right uh, but yeah, that's why, or that's what star cards are and why I'm personally nervous. So go for yeah, it. That would be, that would be my biggest one is, is imbalance, but also the fact that like when you start talking about adding this to adding that all I can, all I can envision is microtransactions. I'm just really nervous about where oh, yeah, they're they going to be a, and, and how much case thing for sure. Yeah. Know. And I, it's like, um, I'm, I really don't think any game as of maybe last month should ever release now without telling you the exact odds for anything you in any loot case you get it should you know just remove the at least show me the odds of you know when something says you have a you have a chance of getting a rare that means nothing i have a chance of fucking walking outside and dying right away like but what is the chance when i buy yeah. something in star wars 2 i want to see like you know there's a five percent chance of a rare a yeah. 20, and then you can go okay like okay five percent chance I'll, I'll go ahead and i'll go ahead and try that um, I'm just worried also because 
you said four planets in the single player, right? Yeah. Four. I unique, have this. I should say. I have this sinking feeling that we're going to see a. I don't know why. So this is complete. Uh, I something about the way they showed the data and they explained certain things. I just have this sinking feeling we're going to see a lot of expansions or a lot of. Um, purchasable stuff again sort of in the microtransactions and i, I don't want to purchase starfighter packs i don't want to purchase um you know one hour extra dlc content for the story mm. and i just i get this whirly weird feeling because four is also a very specific number because battlefield one story was four protagonists and it's like yeah. is it going to be the same fucking thing where it's like one hour a piece or two hours a piece, but it's like segment. I hate the segmented shit. Like in in BF1, like Battlefield One, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And and I was okay with it then, but now when I see good games doing good story in that kind of stuff, like a Titanfall, even though I wasn't yeah. as big of a fan as a lot of people, that the idea of like you died, your name's Jonathan, we're going to the next guy, and you're all, but there's no connection there. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I, I I completely agree with that. Although I will say I think this one is a continuous story. It's it's seems. Well, I would assume this. so with her. With yeah. the actress, and with the actress there, and yeah. is it? I think it's a redemption story or something. I don't it's, know, but it's that, about the what happens after the Death Star and the Emperor explodes. are dead yeah. and everything after Episode Six. So it's it's basically building the uh, I think it's cool. called the First Order. I want to say, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The new uh, the wait, new Empire you wait, see wait, wait, wait. in uh, Episode is Seven. She, is she against the First Order, even though she was Empire? Then? Versio like, bad is the commander bad. of the Inferno Squadron, and it's it's basically. I think she's tasked with, like, you know, avenging the Empire. And so after the Emperor's death, it's a really good premise. My biggest fear is that they're going to do one thing. They're going to pull a Finn, which in Episode 7, he sees how fucked up the Empire is and goes, I'm out. Defect. But that's that's my guess. Like, that's what yeah. I thought it was going to be. Because you can't have an evil protagonist in a Star, like a Star Wars game being totally catered could. to a young audience. I just don't see that I happening. I really hope they do. Because it would be so upsetting and predictable if they just had her defect. Or, you know... Just, I, I, you that's what I said. I, I just want them to have her stay true to the Empire. Like I, It's such an interesting character grounding. Because you have this person who's grown up in the Empire. You know, it's this unique new planet... She's been bred this way. She knows the Empire way. Why change that? Because we've seen the same rebel heroes that, you know, yeah. save the day so many times. And I don't want to you see that be... same style hero in the Empire, right. though. It's like I want someone new. So I don't know as much about the First Order as I do the Empire. But I will. And I've stated this before. And it, I, I do believe that it is possible to play an Empire story be totally fine. Um, mm -hmm. If you treat the rebels like ISIS, if you are, are like, and and you you, what I mean is you explain it to the people who are the feder uh, are the empire as if these rebels are is doing the, these kind of things. You could sell it, but here's the cool thing: yeah. I don't know how the first order treats people, but if the the empire was technically lawful evil, now if you read alignments, lawful evil doesn't necessarily the evil part sort of goes away. It just means a militant police force and they yeah. have particular rules. The idea of like the first order, what if they're more bloodthirsty and her and she is against that or through the story, you're against the rebels. And then you find out that the new bad guy, you know, this person stuck around long enough to become the villain, stealing it from Batman. And so suddenly the first order is the real bad guy. And you're like, hmm. they're worse than like, I get it now. You could you could do that because that be I agree with Maddie. I don't want to fucking. I, I, if they switch right away, I'm gonna lose my shit. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, every game is that. It's a, it's a tired fucking yeah, game. story trope. Yeah, I I agree. 
What's the game where you're the fighter and you're having mental delusions in the desert? That was so Spec such Ops a big line. Spec Ops the Line oh, showed that game. you could be a bad guy but a good guy, right? So oh, that, that game or or Uncharted, he kills four thousand people and then goes and sleeps with his hot wife. So I mean, yeah. you can get away with it. You just have to, you know, you just have to shrug and smirk and have a one liner. So, you'll be fine. It, it can be done. <laughs> and I don't want to get into spoilers for Spec Ops the Line because. You should fucking play that game if you haven't. Agreed. But the thing about that, like the entire premise of that game is no matter what choice you made and whether you thought it was good or bad, in the end it was still a bad choice. It was meant to show the perils and the just the negative connotations of war in every scenario. Like war is never the answer. Like, that was the, the sense that I got from it, right? Hmm. But I still got the sense that you were still trying to do good in there but it sounds like what you guys are saying is that you still want this person to be evil but still have some sort of conflict with other evil factions no you're no what you're saying i it, it I'm, i would be fine i just don't want the coming to jesus moment that all these games have where it's yeah, like yeah oh my lord i've been working for the wrong team that's what i'm saying play my that's, guitar yeah. in the corner yeah. no i don't want that shit i yeah. want where she's like okay. Jedi. Yeah, yeah you isis rebels because that's remember in her belief system that would make sense these guys are bombing things they're stealing stuff to her grown up on a planet. remember she was grown on a planet and groomed so her belief system would be different um exactly. she would i want her she could still be a bad guy but still have very clear morals I, well look at some of the bad guys in like you almost some like of the you can't things. blame her you know because she, well, she's just grown yeah, up that they way also, she's been they also have rules i mean they also have rules and to me that's the best part is a lot of bad guys have some very good guy rules where they're like you can't kill him we're gonna fuck him over royally mm. we're gonna steal all this but you can't just kill him that makes no sense we don't kill innocents or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. i would love for her to be that way and then the first order because at least the way they showed him in the movie they were pretty bloodthirsty because yeah they annihilated like 18 planets which the Death Star took a while to build, but they were still like, what should we do? But mm. not the not the First Order. They're like, fuck them all. Yeah. And so what if the story is is that they're just not the way she wants to see the Empire go? Um, yeah. I, I could see that. I, it, it's going to be hard. But you I know could, it's not going to happen, guys. It's, you, know, you know it's not going to happen. It's going to be a, a redemption story. But I don't isn't the, wait, 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 speaking of Spec Ops the Line, isn't one of the, the co-writers... Working on the story, yeah, that, that is true. That is so exactly true. I just, I just remember that. I mean, there's. And do you know where they got the idea for Spec Ops: The Line? Where? Uh, dark. Um, there was a sci-fi. Sci- um, there was a 1950s sci-fi. Re- it wasn't a remake. Steven Spielberg made it and pretended it was in the 1950s. It's called Dark Skies, I believe. And the little girl in it says, "What do you do when every choice hurts?" And that is. They, one of the guys was watching that and was like, oh, dear God, we need to do, like, how would you have <laughs> We need to make a game on this. We need yeah. to make a game on that. And that was one of the, not right. driving forces, but somebody had seen it and they were talking about, like, that sort of made them go, okay, we can do a game like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with Lone. It, it is Star Wars. They'll probably do some, they'll probably take it on the safe side. Um, but we'll yeah. see. Who knows? Or what if? Or what if? I love the old she Republic, does man. Take, Just like, give me my mature content. Right. What if she does have a coming to Jesus moment, but in the end it was all a conspiracy and she was still working with the bad guys and that was I'd, her kind of I'd plan. Be that would that, that, like, be an awesome I'd twist. Look, we got to remember, yeah. this is Dice, uh, or who's writing the story? Is it Motive? I don't know, man. I think it's Motive, but like, it's a Dice game story mode. My, my expectations so are not that sky yeah. high. 
it's not like the other game, isn't it? Is it, it's not Laura Landing who's writing it? Who's who's writing the other one uh, that Ubisoft is doing with uh, Jade Raymond? Aren't they doing a Star oh, Wars the as one well? Who's doing uh, who did Uncharted Amy and Hen- stuff? Yeah, Amy, 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 Amy Hen- Yeah, yeah. It's not like she's writing it because then it would be a different. Yeah, yeah then yeah. that one visceral yeah, Star right. Wars game, especially for how long it's been hidden for, dude. My my expectations are up here for that one. Right. Dice's story. Get, it's like, look, I know the they're probably not going to do any single player expansions. I just hope it's not like a glorified multiplayer mode. You know what I'm saying? We're like, uh, you know how the campaign in the original Battlefront's character, I don't know if you played him, I don't think Lone did. Um, yeah. But like the, the original campaign for those games was just like doing the conquest mode, but with the, the theme of the mission itself from the movies. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go here now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, like Princess Leia said it. Oh my God, I'm there. This is yeah, it. it matters now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's the other thing I'm afraid of. And some of the gameplay, the very brief sniff, it's just didn't sell me on it not being that. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Uh, our next topic is Assassin's Creed Origins. They're adding a really unique thing to video Hell games. Hell yeah. It is an educational mode. It's going to take you around the setting of Assassin's Creed Origins. No combat, just teaching you. Dude, Beautiful. Assassin's Creed Origins is Beautiful going to be in idea. schools. And I'm, I, I, I wish I was still in college right now. Because <laughs> I'd be sitting there learning about that. I, I don't know how, like, if it's going to be historically accurate or anything. Like, maybe they'll show it in schools just for like this is what you know video games can do <laughs> yeah i mean like this, this this is what the setting might have looked like back in the day um but yeah i you know you know assassin's creed's never been historically accurate it's it's yeah. used you know certain people like but for they... example i just i just replayed assassin's creed 2 so they had leonardo da vinci but leonardo da vinci wasn't friends with Ezio auditore yeah, making and, gliders and, and to kill flight. people <laughs> Exactly. I mean, that shit didn't happen. So it's... We don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? from what I saw in the screenshot, it was like you were in this building of some kind and you were looking at like an ancient artifact of some sort and it had a text box describing like its origin, you know, everything about it. Like it was a history lesson almost. And yeah. so I, I'm expecting that's what it's going to be like, not just the setting, but actually like things from that time period and teaching you about things in that area. So, I mean, I can't imagine they'll say it's an educational mode and then teach their historically inaccurate or do it through their historically inaccurate title. They would, like, intertwine what they're trying to teach about ancient Egypt with, like, and and just using this as some sort of, like, the best visual representation they could possibly find. Oh, okay. Instead of saying, oh, look at this textbook and this one image of a pyramid... And how it was built. Let's actually show you someone's re-envisioning of what ancient Egypt looked like. And we'll kind of overlay that with actually historically accurate fact about Egypt. You know what I mean? So th- I don't think they're going to be using the game as some sort of way to teach children about what happened in <clears throat> Egypt. But they'll it, use it as a visual representation of that. It's funny because a developer from Avalanche emailed me and was like, dude... Uh, Assassin's Creed just added your walking the walk videos into their tutorial into their game. And I was like, what? And then I saw it. And I'm like, oh shit, that's exactly what I was hoping. I heard okay. that there now, now they said that there are uh, dozens of tours, whatever that means. I wish there were more, but it, 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 that's the thing is there's two types of ways they can do this. The type I would like to see is a little bit like a walking the walk where you're, where you're walking and the game is like, we've hired a historian who talks well and they're going to oh. say, 
in ancient Egypt, right streets idea. were blah, blah, blah. And it was just like this data that was like a, an interactive walking around lesson. And you could walk around a little bit and it's like, uh, you know, the collected sounds at this time, this animal was not actually native. That, you know, yeah. whatever. I don't oh. want to see a fucking text blurb. Hey. That's what I'm a little yeah. nervous this about. This is actually yeah. interesting. Yeah. Ubisoft says there will be dozens of these tours, each focused on a different topic, which will be curated by actual historians. The tours Correct. will That's cover topics like mummification, <laughs> the pyramids, and the lives of important figures. Right. So, That's wouldn't great. that be awesome? The the thing that we were saying, Maddie, that's what we were talking about. But we were saying, do they the data we're missing is is it a text blurb, or um, is it like uh, a narrative uh, like um, John Hammond at Jurassic Park okay. is what I'm thinking. Because if it's that, I will not play the normal Assassin's Creed. I would literally just walk around. But it would cost a fuck ton of money to pay a voice actor to do that. So uh, you you would really have to look at the cost. Because what I saw yeah. was a blurb. There was a picture yeah. I saw. Where it was like a text blurb, and I'm all okay. Well, that's not the same thing. Like, I I, I want an interactive. Yeah, John Hammond. You know, where you want you, you want know, director's Rex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except historians' commentary, right? Like, like get uh, Dan. What's what's the hardcore history? Dan Carlin, I think that's his name. He does the YouTube. Uh, it, he's the super massive popular YouTuber who does history, hardcore history. Have yeah. him on there, and he's got I I think like 800 episodes. Have him on there and fucking, you know, talk about talk about those things. What were you saying, Matty? I'm just, I'm looking at the one screenshot example they posted, and they were talking about the evisceration during a, a mummification process, and it says, like, Ooh. in a little text blurb underneath a picture of it actually happening, and then you can see it in-game to the right. And uh, in the text blurb, it's just a brief thing. It's not fully there. But it says, first, the brain was extracted by inserting a spoon through the nostril to break the ethmoid bone. Then, using a spatula, the pieces of the brain were removed as thoroughly as possible what matter remained was extracted after a process of liquefaction achieved through the use of a dot, dot, dot. And so it doesn't continue after that. But um, I don't know if that part's voice, like once you bring up the panel, if, if right. the voice actor like, speaks. Maybe it is voiced. We don't know. I hope but, so. um, That'd be awesome. I think that would be. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to add and, and tell people that you're adding it, you would think that it would be voiced in some way. Do you know what well, I was thinking too? They never really said exactly how they believe the pyramids have been built. There's like six major um, theories. It would be yeah, awesome yeah. if when you walk up and look at a pyramid, it's like um, theory one and you push a button mm. and it like shows it in time lapse as you're watching and it's like and it shows awesome. the difference. And then it's like theory so two cool. is slightly different. And of course I'm now blowing it out of monetary proportion. There's no way they have the money <laughs> to do all that. But that's what I want. If you're going to add this mode... Give me the reason why I should play this mode, and and don't let yeah. it just be text. Well, look, it, it definitely sounds though. interesting, and, and, mm -hmm. and like I think it's really it's going to be for hard. I, I don't see many people hardcore. playing this mode straight away. It's I think it's going to be for hardcore players that just really want to know more about ancient Egypt. And I don't know like whether this is purely historical fact or whether you know theory and lore from the game is actually intertwined with this mode in some way. I don't know how they're gonna, they're going to manage that, but. Look, I, I've always been a strong proponent of, of using video games in an educational sense, and this is a, a great little stepping stone to getting towards that. Obviously, the, the issue is that it's... Where's the money? Like, you'd have to convince schools and educational institutions that this is actually worth it, and that's where the money comes into it. Right now, Ubisoft is just doing it to say, well, because we thought it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they, 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 I, I can't imagine the amount of history that Ubisoft's writers have to read 
to be able to. And they're not trying to be historically accurate, but they're trying to be as accurate as humanly possible within the confines of an Assassin's Creed game. The amount of stuff that they have to read, and they're probably like, this is really interesting. I'd like to share this information in some way. And then Ubisoft's execs are like, yeah, that's a cool idea. Do it. But they wouldn't be doing it unless it was a huge franchise that was selling so much money that they had the capacity to do something like this. Like, Carrick, you mentioned how expensive it would be to ha- just to have a voice actor to do the yeah. narration. I mean, just imagine how hard it would be if, if a school or a big university was like, we want you to make this game from the ground up. Like, it's so expensive. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's good, though, as a learning tool because people learn in different yeah. ways, and that's just another form. You, know, you have, like, the listeners, the readers, and then there's interactive now with this where you can actually, you know, in a way with the controller, have hands-on with it and learn because yeah. you're you know you're engrossed in a different way you're actually kind of in the universe imagine if they did it with vr too that'd be really cool you know because then you oh. can get like an up close look at it and stuff that'd be interesting that would be amazing yeah. nothing is more fun than going to school and spooning out somebody's brains yeah yeah uh in vr is all i'm saying i was gonna say would... you have the two paddles you use it one just scoop it out <laughs> use the spatula and, and go first person with it yeah. <laughs> oh man it's this not gonna be shit like that it's gonna be a fucking text blurb i'm already i'm removing all my hope i because the idea be that blurb. i have the only way you'd be know, able man. to do it is you'd be so surprising us lately you'd be able to yeah it's true the only way you'd be able to do it is a soft narrative like i was discussing where it's more like you know this animal was actually where it wasn't read from a textbook it wasn't written as a as a full script you would you know hire a voice actor or hire mm. dan like i said that guy actually knows his shit even though some people have issues with them, hire somebody to just give you, it's hard to describe, a detailed but still somewhat easy to digest um, yeah. overview. Again, like a tour at Ripley's Believe It or Not or a tour at Jurassic Park. That would be probably your cheapest. Um, and you wouldn't need a voice actor. You could do somebody <laughs> it, who does podcasts. It would be so cool but, if they hired like the, the narrator from Divinity, you know, like the guy who plays in between the like. The like, problem you, is. You turn to your you, right. The problem voice. is, I I do too. But that reminds me of what one of the people I was talking to was saying that you never want. There are like six types of voice actor, and there's a narrator of blurbs, and then there's a story reader, and then mm. there's a general practitioner who's just good at being eloquent and keeping you interested. Because a good narrator sometimes is not somebody you want to read you the same thing over and over. You know, you're like, yeah. okay, I get it. <laughs> so, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting though. I, and I uh, hats off to him, man. I like yeah. I love the idea. Yeah. I think that it's it's crazy we're even talking about it because I don't think anybody really expected it. Oh, absolutely no. not. But you know what? I'm I'm happy because like th- this is this is interesting because this is the last first piece of DLC you'd expect to hear from Ubisoft about AC Origins. Yeah. You really think about it. You know, yeah, so for sure. It's pretty cool. I'm definitely gonna be giving it a look though. I don't know about you guys, but I'm in. Oh, I. I'm into. Probably I, I figured out though. I'm not going to be able first. to play AC Origins until November or something. Just too much on. Too much yeah, else yeah. on. I think I want to play Wolfenstein 2 first. That's my goal. That's the goal. I, I don't blame you. That game's awesome. Oh, Two demos sweet. we've gone to. Holy shit. Oh, oh I it's love amazing. it. It's going to be good. All right. Next topic is a little more somber. We're going to be talking about Volition. A month after the launch of Agents of Mayhem, the studio has faced a lot of layoffs, clearly indicating the game is not performing that well, and they probably dumped too much into it. So that's always a, you know, it's a brutal industry. 
you know, you, you put your heart and soul into something for years, and then boom, it doesn't perform. You're out. Yeah, it sucks. It really does. Like, just I would love to have some sort of master comprehensive list of all the dev studios that have shut down, and just like really quick reasons as to to why it happened. Because we've seen some great studios over the years just shut down and poof, disappear. Yeah, and some great teams go away because the game wasn't successful, and it sucks. Because you could really think that this game is going to sell well, but because of fierce competition and so many other extenuating circumstances, it just doesn't. And then that that you say goodbye to your studio. Pandemic games, never forget. That's the yeah. saddest one for me. Fucking oh merc- mercenaries. They did mercenaries, right? Yeah. Mm. They did so many yeah. different things, dude. Fucking, I love that. Uh, well, I will what- say this. Every single game company that finishes a game does actually do a series of layoffs. So I would actually oh, need to look yeah, yeah. at how many, because what I read was not a lot. We're talking 30 out of 200. And if that's true, that is a normal. Matter of fact, that might be technically a little low of yeah, a, a layoff. Well, um, I need to pull up the article then. Yeah, if you could, you, like, what, what Carrick is, is pretty much referring to, you'll have a studio that starts development of a game. As they get more into it, they'll hire more staff because they need the workers. They'll, they'll also hire independent contractors. And then by the end of it, they, they have so many people, they don't know what to do, and then they'll do layoffs. Um, I, what I was more talking about is, for example, and this one really hits close to home, is 2K Australia that just shut mm-hmm. down. And, uh, and the team of the, 30 the, or whatever it was. The Rapture company that did that hated Sony so much, but they uh, everybody oh, yeah. something Rapture. They just closed down last week. They, they just announced they're is done. Is that the one that's going they, dark or something? Yeah, well, they just said, as of now, we yeah. are done. Like, we're we're done. Who knows what the future holds? But those were the com- they were the ones who first really took Sony to Mars because everybody thought Sony is so great. And they, they were the ones to really first say it was horrid working for them. And it burned everybody out. And then they just – and they sold well. And they fell apart. So sometimes you don't even have to sell well. Or you so, don't have to sell poorly or well. You can fall apart yeah, too. Well, like Irrational Games, you know? There are Irrational Games, yeah. It says, uh, the studio behind Ages of Mayhem laid off over 30 people this week, including general manager Dan uh, Cermak. Um, the studio previously had around 200. These layoffs yeah, come one month after Ages of Mayhem. Normal, yeah. Sources say that Deep Silver, the publisher and parent company of Volition, was very unhappy with Agents of Mayhem's sales. True. Oh, they're all they're all together. So like, mm. I mean, their normal layoffs are always going to happen. That's a low number, but I agree. There's no way because Maddie and I were talking about the game before it got released. There's no yeah. way that the publisher was happy at that yeah. game, and they can say they were mad about the sales. They should really just say they were mad about the state of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was a lot of problems with that title. So Damn. yeah, general managers usually. It depends if he's a general community manager or a. I mean, what does general manager mean? It could be like with Bioware, where Casey Hudson's GM, you know, just straight up. Then that, then that's connect that. Yeah, that seems more connected with uh, performance of, mm-hmm. than than it is normal. I mean, usually don't. I mean, it depends uh, on the success they've seen. Also, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have found, but like producers. Sometimes you'll find out that a producer will say, you know, the game didn't do well. The producer's in charge of the game. Like, they're the ones who put everything, they sort of grab everything, put it together. They will get released sometimes, and the people below them won't. Because it'll be like, listen, we believed you. 
you went out there. We gave you all the chance, like a head coach in a way. We gave you yeah. all the players, right? And it didn't work out. We don't hate you, but obviously, it this isn't working. So you need to go elsewhere. That, so, that happens all the time. Like I, I yeah. would love to be able to draw comparisons with like any sports team where it's usually the coach that's the first to go. It's it's so pervasive yeah. in football or soccer where it's like they can't. It's the harder option to fire the whole team and just hire a bunch of new yeah. players. Like usually, the first port of call is you hire you you fire your coaching staff. Um, yeah. But obviously, in this instance, it was a little bit more than that. I, I never played the game, but it just it it always sucks to see studios shut down because then you got a bunch of people looking for jobs, and maybe some well, of them will find up. them. It's just they they had a lot of layoffs. Yeah, they are yeah. still up loan at least. I mean, yeah. at least they're not like those ones. But for that the thirty we... people plus that 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 lost their yeah. jobs, like that's yeah. what, like put it, put it this way, yeah, that's thirty more people that are looking for jobs, and I'm assuming it's a U.S. area. And yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, te- it's Texas, right? Yeah, so let's say Texas. they're all looking for jobs somewhere in the U.S., and that's in addition to everyone else looking for jobs, and in addition to every other dev that that was laid off recently that's may- maybe still looking for a job. Like it's it's such it's a cutthroat industry. industry. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's absolutely. not easy just to find yourself another place. No, nah. it's even more sad yeah. because at the end of the game when the credits are rolling, you see like. All of the staff oh, and all these yeah. pictures, so happy, and I'm just sitting here like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't think yeah. about that. Yeah, the, the the credits, which is really should just be called the obituary, the job <laughs> oh, obituary list. Sorry, but uh, I mean, not even I. I have friends who are developers, but really, that's the that's dark joke you sometimes hear them like dropping is like, oh yeah, the uh, the list of people who aren't there anymore, or I'll get like a PR list, and it'll say like, we want to thank these people. And you'll be all, none of them still work there. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> they, no. None of them. They've, they've all moved on. It is cutthroat, um, but it's a high expense, high return, high risk uh, environment. They'll all be on Patreon. That would be the new thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, we see it with magazines where, like, we fired our review staff for video games because we're not doing reviews for video games anymore. And they're like, no problem, we'll just open a Patreon. Yeah. Yep. Love it. <clears throat> oh, he's frozen again. It's cut out. More than enough. There he is again. Oh, it started. I yeah, cut out. Not, yeah, you're good. You can repeat. I was just going to say, th- thirty people. Thirty people is more than enough to start a Kickstarter and make a game. Oh yeah. So go go out and do it. I would I yeah. would I would check it out. Absolutely. That seems to be the thing nowadays. All right, let's team up, guys. We're family now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. could, you, could you imagine how much Patreon is sitting back and thinking, oh, <laughs> everyone is coming to us? <laughs> uh, it's great. A, yeah, a lot, and and they. <laughs> Oh, and wow. I, Maddie and I have talked about this. They're fucking terrible at like customer support. Even though Maddie hasn't had issues, yeah. all of the bigger, you know, once your patron gets to a certain level, shit just stops really working for you. They don't care. They're getting such a huge amount in fees. They're just like, is that five percent? It is. It it is. Uh, no, it's um. Well, there's two. There's two fees we get. There's five and five. I think one yeah. from Amazon. One from Patron, is that right, Manny? I believe so, yeah. So, so you're saying 10% off the top of what you see publicly on the page is gone. Mm-hmm. And then obviously yeah. that's before taxes too. Taxes. Uh, yeah, and before rewards. I found that out the hard way. <laughs> Don't be stupid like Carrick and be all, I'm going to give out a reward every month like a fucking idiot. And then you're like, <laughs> whoa, that's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing. But I, I hope we see them. That'd be great if they yeah. were like, hey, we're going to release a small... You know, small title. 
Look, the indie market is massive. It, it, yeah. There is a lot of competition there too. I mean, it's just one of those industries where if, if you want to survive, you, you need to be really creative and, and know what you're doing. And sometimes it's a lot of luck. Actually, a lot of the times it, it is luck. Like PUBG, we, we've talked about it. It's just so stupidly popular now. And now as a result, you've got Fortnite, which is probably going to be very popular. One you had... million players. In one day, I know, I know it's insane. One fucking million. Yeah, and it, I was, it was we're talking about paladins the other week too. Mm-hmm. That that's doing well. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy about Fortnite? Weirdest thing. I, I just I hadn't touched in a while. This is before the PUBG update. I feel like I've told this story. Let me know if I did. And I go to trade it in at GameStop because I'm like, I just want to get rid of this. I kind of feel like I wasted my money, and they wouldn't take it. It is like not in their system. They do not let you trade in Fortnite. And my friend didn't know that and just a week ago tried to trade in. They still don't take it. You cannot <laughs> trade in Fortnite. What? It's so fucking weird. They're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Isn't Fortnite connected to your account when you activate it, though? Like, I I thought when, oh, man, there was something that happened when Fortnite first came out. And I'm pretty sure it makes it. Doesn't it make it unusable for the next person? Or am I wrong? I don't... How are more people not upset about that? Because isn't that the whole, well, I should be able to pre-order... Oh, sorry, yeah. I sell back my game for pre-orders? Like, not pre-orders oh, yeah, but pre-order. real quick, I'm going to ask you something, Lone. You mentioned Paladines, and they yes. are doing well, but how well? I know they're doing really well, but aren't they in the millions as well? Like, And uh, it's one of those secret successes where it, like, not a lot of people are talking Meanwhile, about I'm it. I'm playing Smite on a nightly basis. <laughs> I, what about Gigantic? Have you tried that out? I l- dude, I <laughs> love that game. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, you want to know how many copies it has? Yeah. Well, it has 14 million owners. What it's game? free to play, mind you, so that's Paladines. not Paladines. Like... Oh, my. Yeah. And uh, concurrent players. Players in the last two weeks was 1.1 million. Holy Peak concurrent yesterday. Peak concurrent was over thirty thousand. So no, that's insane. Play, but yeah, it's it's a lot that's of that's insane, and it's every it's a yeah. hidden yeah. game. Like you don't and also for a game. Like I don't know if anyone watched Donkey's video on this. Just it bagged the shit out of this game because it was very similar to Overwatch, and it's still doing well. <laughs> it's still doing stupidly well. So, wow. but that's Good what I mean. Like, you can't you can't predict this shit. You really can't. I mean, does this mean every Overwatch clone? if you want to call it that, is going to do well. Of course not. Right. This one just right. happened to do well. I wish more people tried out Gigantic. I, that game is is so stupidly fun to me. It's like a MOBA, yeah. but it's also 5v5, like, hero deathmatch kind of thing. Yeah. So much fun. That's awesome. It's well done. Cannot well done recommend game. it enough. I got to play it again, because, like, it's it's out of early <laughs> access, I think, now. It's, it's like, full release. So good, and the devs there are awesome. They give away codes mm. all the time. Let's That's move on good. to our uh, our final topic, Carrick. I'm going to have you introduce this one just because you know more about it. Uh, the microtransactions in Forza. Yeah, I, d- I don't want to be too negative because we really hit on microtransactions at the starting. But I was uh, so we'll just make it short. Uh, there, Ars Technica, I think I'm pronouncing the website's name. Right, they supposedly talked to the Forza devs, and there will at some point in the future be monetization. Now, that's not necessarily completely unknown because that's happened in in prior Forzas. But my question is to you: um, Is it better to just bite the bullet and have them early, at day one, or or is it like better to wait? And how long should a game wait before they add? Because <clears throat> 
Because to me, I would, I'm okay with a Madden later. I've talked about this millions of times. Like Maddie was just talking about, you jump into Star Wars and everybody's got their shit and I'm getting right. my ass kicked. So it's like, okay, I don't have 800 hours because I'm a reviewer. Can I, you know, is there a microtransaction there? Um, what's your guys' thoughts on that? Like, and the fact that, I'm going to be honest, they didn't tell us that as a reviewer. And they make it look like there's nowhere to add real money. If you look at the font and the way it's yeah. written, there isn't a spot there for real money. So... Yeah. That seems a little shady. Is it kind of like the Ubisoft? Uh, I think it was Syndicate when they gave out review copies, and um, they entirely like hid the store page for the game or something like that. And then after launch, it was some Ubisoft game, and then after launch, there was a patch which added the store. So a bunch of reviewers were saying, "Yeah, there's no microtransactions. Game's fully single player. Yada yada yada." And then every all the reviewers were getting blasted afterwards because people were going, "Dude, there's microtransactions. Yeah. What are you talking mm. about?" It does sound like this will be a ways after but that is it it's just a a longer time to me it doesn't it doesn't matter about timing because whether i'm playing it now or whether i'm playing it you know a month after launch it it, it's the kinds of market transactions i've always said i I know there's a a debate between whether cosmetic microtransactions in a 60 dollar game is still okay but still for me when it comes to a game like forza if you can just buy the best you know car in the game and kick everyone else's ass i don't care whether that comes at launch or a month later it's still pay to win and it still makes it very difficult um especially for new people coming in they don't have the ability to, to buy that extra car if it was yeah. just a bunch of really cool skins or like just like small finer cosmetic details whenever that comes in it comes in personally that doesn't bother me like so long as i can compete with other people on an equal playing ground then i don't have an issue with it of course it comes into it when you can buy the best car or you can buy the best engine or, or whatever sure. it might be and, and is, is that what they're going to like you can add in new turbo for a dollar or new engine it's, for five. It's unfortunately cars because oh. if you right now, I'm just saying right now without any real money and no indication of real money. So I want to make sure that's clear yeah. is that when you get a loot crate in that game, you buy it with credits in the game. When you can't buy it, it doesn't say, please go to the store and the store shut down. It literally just says you don't have enough, whatever, Forza bucks. So it's all based, at least right now, as being completely in-game. But so the just loot have, a, crates, they have a virtual currency is what you're saying, yeah. They do, and the loot crates will say you have a chance, which is what I hate. You have a chance of winning a legendary car. Now, the legendary cars are sort of a car that is better in your tier. It doesn't mean it's going to be better than somebody who's upgraded their car, which is not expensive in those tiers. So I could get a great tier A car from a loot box, but also somebody could have a tier B car and just upgrade it a couple times and boom, they've got a car that's, and, and I don't mean a couple races. I mean, you can usually upgrade it money wise with after one or two races. So it's not a huge bit, but here's the thing. Currently it seems made for no microtransactions. The grind is great. There's not that's, an issue with that, cool. but there's one thing loan that scares the shit out of me. They added something and I couldn't figure out why. And in my review, and I, review I bitch about it because I can't. They added a new thing called collector level. What that means is you can't even get the next tier, tier car at all unless you buy current tier cars that each one adds a spe- specific amount of points to your co- collector level. So you have tier one, two, three, four, five. You start out at one. You can't even get any tiers above until you buy a couple cars that sort of add 10 points, 15 points, 150 points, and then boom, you can now get a tier two car. That scares me because I couldn't figure out why it was there. Fundamentally perform better in game. Well, they will because they're, yeah, they're a completely different tier, which is normal 
that's been normal. You have like your your Mazda, yeah. and then you have your fucking yeah, you know, yeah, Lamborghini. Yeah. So that's Definitely normal. That. So yeah, that okay. they, they are better. But um, but that the issue is is that I even said in the review. I don't want to get stuck behind 10 turd cars where I paid a bunch of money just so I can get the next car. I like it's never happened. You, you usually you raced well and you could buy a fucking, you know, yeah. Veyron yeah. and you like, were done. Like any racing game. I mean, exactly. my suggestion would be if if there is going to be microtransactions. I remember playing uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted. The coolest mm-hmm. thing in the world to me was when you beat the boss and you got their car. And it right, wasn't even right. that it could drive particularly fast. It just looked fucking cool. Yeah, what right. I would love, I, I, not love, but prefer, is if in this Forza game, there was like, you, you have your standard base models that aren't, that aren't customized, but it's mm. like, in this loot box, we're going to give you this fucking Ferrari that just looks really cool. It's got an awesome paint job. It's got awesome um, you know, bumper bars and, and a spoiler and all that kind of stuff. And I'll be like, yeah, that just looks fucking sweet. It could perform the exact same as a regular right. Ferrari. I but agree. Th- yeah. They've done they've done that car up to the stage where you're like, oh, that's really awesome. And like, I guess the next step to that is like, I don't know if any games have done this, but where you can have the community build cars from the ground up and showcase them to other people and then have other people copy their paint job, for instance. I mean, I love seeing what other people do with their cars. I love that customization. And if they were going to say, well, what we're going to do is the Nefis, sorry, the Forza team, we're going to build and customize cars from the ground up that still perform the same as any other one, but this is our realization of what a car... Interior a could be cooler, car looks right? Like. Interior, and then yeah. if that comes in a loot box, sweet. Hmm. So long yeah. as I, I can't kick everyone else's ass with it. Yeah, unfortunately, a legendary you know, car, rare car, usually has some reason beyond a, a, yeah. a, like a look. To it but i agree yeah. that would be a great way to do it what about you maddie like does timing matter to you for adding these this is what i was talking about with the case-by-case basis um, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. i mean i, I guess we have you, covered a lot of this you're thing. releasing it to the probably the smallest possible player base at that point only people are coming back like how much later is this are we talking like a month i, I we it, don't even know we don't know but looking at past stuff we're talking more like possibly three and the big question is this if they do it prior to the Xbox X version, people are going to shit themselves because Ooh. that's a whole that that's a whole other platform. And if you suddenly have microtransactions in one version that you don't in another, that could be a disaster. So uh, that doesn't come out until the end of November. Um, so my assumption is you're talking one to three months or two to three months. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, like I said, uh, yeah, with the new system releasing, I think that'll just reinvigorate the player base. So. It just to me, I, I can't say I'm I'm crazy about it. It's it doesn't upset me though. Um, I guess I'm pretty neutral on this one. It, it's it depends on the pricing of the cars. It depends yeah. on the balance. You know, that's the biggest thing for me. It's like you can. That's why I don't have a big issue with cosmetics. It's like you can waste your money all you fucking want, but like well, when balance you start... doesn't come into it, does it? It's just no scope for that, right? Like you don't yeah. even have to worry about balancing shit if it's just cosmetic. Yeah, exactly. It's just like if you, you know want to spend I your money, scares? it's up to you. I yeah. think what scares people is NBA 2K is cosmetic, but my beard shouldn't cost me a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, they take it to so, another level. That's exactly, true. and there, like there is said, a limit. You're degrees. Right. There's a limit, yeah. and that's what I think we're all fucked because they'll, they'll, there's going to be a company that screws it up, and it, their limit is they're not thinking, 
and then another company will be like, no, this makes total sense. And people will look at it and go, yeah, that's that's pretty. because I also have seen cosmetics and been like, makes sense. That's that's fine. Like a new thing in Virtual Fighter for my really character. I really wish that someone looked at Tekken and its customization. Tekken 7 came out this year. All mm-hmm. in game. All in game. You unlock new items yeah. in the treasure mode. You can buy them with in-game currency. I don't think there's a microtransactions page aside from the free DLC it got, which was bowling. Like, I just wish someone took a look at that. That's a very traditional way of approaching it because instead of giving you like 40 new skins, which the game created, you can just create your own character and, and model them after like different characters from different universes and stuff and fight as yeah. them. And it's like, I just wish someone took a look at that. It's like, it's still possible to have those types of games. It's not like we have to lay down and you know endlessly accept yeah. like okay we'll just take the least worst type of microtransaction like i was talking <laughs> yeah. about earlier so it's yeah. like, you know I, I just i wish those types of uh gameplay systems got more recognition for being i guess traditional uh but yeah, when it yeah. comes to forza it's just like it really depends on the player base and the prices at that point if, if yeah because you know if there's a lot of players in there and you're, you're bringing a lack of balance to the table because of your microtransactions it's just you're you're incredible greed is what's getting in the way of what could be a really awesome game then get the fuck out of here you know that's what i say yeah and i want to be interested to see because i'm a game that i'm really looking forward to is need for speed payback i don't know Mm -hmm. if you've seen the trailer so that it just i don't know it's giving me need for speed underground vibes like the the new trailer that they that they made like they had this really cool feature where you can drive around this big open city find like really dodgy broken cars on the side of the street and do them up Forza oh. horizon let's be honest does, that does was forza horizon jalopy mode that's even number one had that so it, it, it's cool that they do it because it's one of my favorite parts of forza that's horizon cool, like, yeah you're just driving along chilling in your brand new car and you see, see like an old chev busted chevy on the side yep. of the road you're like <laughs> i could do that up and you yeah. get it oh that's such a great feature to me i love that shit yeah i can't wait for that game yeah Depends how much time I have if I'm even going to play it. What is it? Yeah, November 7th? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, so th- that's what I wanted to do. I mean, really quickly at the end of this, I've, I've built up a, a list okay. of the games that I want to pay. It's it's All not right. looking good, guys. Yeah, is... wallets. Fuck me. Okay, so coming, like, coming out from today, moving towards the end of the year, obviously Xenoverse 2 on the Switch, I want to play that. Cuphead. FIFA 18 came out. Middle Earth: Shadow of War, Evil Within. I wanted to try WWE 2K, uh, Destiny 2 on the PC, AC Origins, Odyssey, Wolfenstein 2, Call of Duty: World War 2, Sonic Forces, Need for Speed Payback, LA Noir, Star Wars: Battlefront 2, Skyrim, Resident Evil: Re- uh, Revelations, Xenoblade Chronicles, Doom on the Switch. It's that's fuck. insane. Isn't that insane? There's also it's I've been beyond playing, belief. There's yeah. also uh, I'm just interjecting this for myself. I think it's the 22nd it. Fire Emblem Warriors comes out, and I've been playing a fuck ton of Fire Emblem, so I'm definitely picking that up too. So yeah. that's just another one. At least I can say I'm probably skipping Shadow of War because just I, I don't fucking care about that game anymore. I just I'm okay. sorry. Just I I like after all the shit that's been happening. Like I already didn't care when it was when it was announced. I wasn't the hugest fan of Shadow Mordor, and now it's just so much shit. Like yeah, it's got to get stellar reviews. Like you got to play this Maddie kind of reviews for me to go mm. out and buy it anyway. Now, yeah, just too much shit to to play, and other shit I care about right now. Where I'm just playing, and, and literally Evil Within three days after that. So if you want, oh. if you want to play that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, I know. Right what would you guys nice think? Gap. 
um, you know, after playing Evil Within and 2 and stuff like that, um, we talked many podcasts ago about the upgrades and, and the crafting. I didn't get a chance to watch your guys' videos. Mm. Um, what did you think about its integration into the into the game? Maddie, did, did we really get a chance to do much crafting in, in the demo? Like, I don't remember... I don't Just remember being able to do it. You could go up to the crafting station and upgrade your weapons and stuff. And you could also sit in that chair and, and level up and upgrade your abilities like sprinting, health, that type of stuff. I don't know okay. if you did that or not. It was no, like, I didn't. I, I was picking up a bunch of items that it's like you can craft this. Maybe you played like a the different, different I didn't have a chance to look at your video. Maybe you played a different level. You, did I don't you think I did. Like the weird lady with a... Head out yeah, of I chest. did. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we played the same level. I, 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 th I just don't think I ever uh, dabbled in it. I just I wanted to play the game okay. and not spend my time in the menus. Yeah, you the, know? the customization is basically the same from the within one. So you you get parts across the level, you put them into your weapons, and it fixes uh, or not fixes it increases reload speed, um, okay. rate of fire, damage, that type of stuff. You sit in the chair with the green gel. You upgrade your health, sprint speed. Um, what else is there? Stamina bar. So real typical lines. standard stuff. Yeah, yeah. pretty standard. Except, except not typical for this game, which is what like Maddie and I talked about months ago in the I podcast because yeah, we were Evil worried. Had this though. First Evil no, Evil. we were worried about we were worried about the up because remember I read it off and you're like, are you kidding me? Because they added, um, they added the ability to craft. Uh, I can't remember if it's bullets or something like that. They yeah, added a ton of stuff. Yeah, I didn't see. Did you have Scene. did i see bullets in the game i don't that i don't particularly remember i'm sorry i thought you meant uh because in the first evil within and i think even like for example yeah resident evil 7 which i love like you had weapon upgrades um yeah, the yeah no this is thing... the person remember you were saying that they you didn't have the ability to upgrade statistics in the original and this one you do is that not correct? Uh, you know what? I'd have to go back and look at the first one because I, I, I know I do. I do vividly remember freaking out with you though, and I don't think that was unjustified. I just I have to look at the first one. Well, in it's good next that podcast, I'll let you know because I'm I'm playing Evil Within one now, especially this weekend. So I'll let you know okay, if it's possible. That'll be good. Um, but overall, the game itself, like, I'm kind of iffy on it. That's that's how I said in my impressions. I was like, this is like. Out of everything I played at that showcase, that was probably the one that impressed me the least. Um, I've definitely, like we were talking about, Kara, curious for probably the wrong reasons, because I'm like, this mm -hmm. could be a train wreck. Um, it was definitely the most buggy game I played there. The AI was really silly, but I also mentioned that the Evil Within 1 did not demo well either. They like Every impressions video I saw for that game was like, this game isn't that good, I don't really like it. And then it got reviewed and it got pretty good scores. I think it was like eight point yeah. fives, eights, and nines for a couple of sites. So, to be I, honest, I think this is going to get it. You know, from the eighty to eighty-five score range. It, it, I said that when I played it. It just doesn't seem like the game that's really going to blow me away. Yeah, um, unless the story is just like so good. And usually that's what I gravitate towards. I don't see this as being Game of the Year contender. I don't like Sebastian, at all. how he is. He was too quiet in the first one, and then they make him not shut the fuck up in this one. And he's talking like, I gotta find my daughter. Yeah, he's like trying to be a hard ass. Uh, and I'm just like, dude, stop. And those like 2012 up. facial animations when he kneels down to the cop. Uh, yeah, I man. Was, I just thought to myself, wow, that's bad. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, those were that was pretty crazy how how poor that was done. Mm. Um, do you know what what sort of uh, I guess so it says 
it, it, it's weird because this is what I read. What Maddie and I read was IGN stuff. Um, okay. We'll now have separate systems. Customizing Sebastian and your gear will now have separate systems in two. Green gel is still used to upgrade Sebastian, but weapons will now be upgraded with weapon parts. They're saying it's new. Customization for Sebastian can be broken down into health and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's a little hard to understand if uh, it, what's new there. But um, okay. so, so maybe not as much as we originally worried about. I think, you know what I think it was? Maybe I thought, because what happens in the game is like you'll pick up weapon parts and it'll add like 250. I think mm-hmm. when I thought weapon parts, I was thinking Resident Evil 7 probably, and like they scatter uh, like the some special clip that increases your reload speed, that type of thing. Yeah. Like well, that progressional upgrades throughout the level, and that's where I was like, what? Hold on. Um, I, it was a lot more open, or at mm-hmm. least actually the initial opening level was. But once you got of? in the house, it was pretty yeah pretty and i thought it was ultimately one of the most disappointing boss battles i've ever seen the idea that this chick has human bodies on her was great and then they never use that they could there was human bodies she could have repaired by running and another body crawl up she chases you and the boxes aren't even there's places where boxes are set they're not even touching they're like floating in the air and this isn't a a beta so i get Mm -hmm. that but it was rough as fuck and it was like it's a bone breaking contest and in horror movies horror games you never want a bone breaking contest which is the typical explanation of i'm using heavy firepower against a mystical creature and it dies and that to me there were so many ways imagine if the only way to kill her was to take those bodies and do something with them or imagine if there were certain things you needed to do and instead you shoot her until she dies and it's like now i'm very confused like so, Carrick, you you played Evil Within two early as well. Is it, yeah, is and the, there and and the, this was also on all the footage that that chick. The I'm talking about the chick because at the end. In, with, in with the, the demo, uh, because the demo that I played, like that that crazy chick, and there was the scene where you just run away from her. Did you guys play that as well? Yeah, yeah. Because so all I remember is running the... away from her and not even fighting her. When I say no, when I'm talking about this girl, I'm talking about the big creature with the the human bodies. Ch- yeah, the human bodies. You got two fences fountain. on each side. Yeah, you're running around a fountain outside the truck this is asylum. over with the booby trap. Yeah. You can light the ground on fire by yeah. shooting. Around the back yeah. is like a bunch oh, of crates I, I don't and stuff. Even think I played that. Oh, yeah, okay, that's a different version then. All right, well that makes sense. What did yeah, you well, think, Maddie, of that boss battle? Were you okay with it? Just because I was the one thing that really kind of broke the initial like survival horror excitement was when I was running around and I already saw like traps like pre-set up. I don't know if it was for the for the um what's it called? I don't know if it was for the demo itself, but they were like uh, crossbow bolts with like traps already set up around the level, and I'm like, why? Yep. Like I, I don't know. Like I said, if it was for the demo or if it was just going to be like that in the full game but if it's already like that in the full game that's really weird to me i don't know who just i'm gonna put this here and this looks good yep all right we're gonna leave these here like no it doesn't make sense um yeah the boss is just kind of a run and shoot thing but then when they try like an actual mechanic with the the chick with the head camera um the ai was so broken in my it was but she was cool she was was cool. cool but it was broken it was so i was like this could have been so much better if this ai was not busted and Maddie, so the the chick with that, I think I don't even think there was a name, but the chick with the camera for a head. Um, I was expecting. So when you're in that area, they have all these lights hanging down on the strings, yeah. bo- uh, like light bulbs. 
And I was like, do you know what would be cool is if they had a mechanic. Because, again, I'm more of a horror fan who likes thoughtful beating of enemies versus, again, just shooting them. I was like, oh, you're going to have to shoot the light, like when her head's nearby. So, because they kept flashing you and hurting you with her flash. So I was like, aha, flash I need to flash, back. flash her back. And instead, I was like, no, you need mm-hmm. to shoot her in the face. And yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean, the only good mechanic was that it wasn't about shooting and killing her. You just had to, like, shoot her to stop her from stopping time and, and Correct, then yeah. hide from her, which, uh, you know, that does increase tension. Um, for sure. But like I said, the AI was so stupid that I shot her and she just stayed up on the wall in the corner for like 20 seconds. I was like, all right, <laughs> let me just take a drink in the meantime. Yeah. yeah, he's still there. Okay, grab my controller again. Like it's it was it was so bad in that regard. Um, the atmosphere was good. I thought it was a little lot more creepy than the first one where the first one had one scary level. That was it. This one definitely had a, a much more creepy atmosphere, at least in the level I played. I don't know about you, Lone, because I'm curious what level you did play. Because I, I was, I'm trying to look at the gameplay now, and it's so we started in this really creepy dark room, and there were bodies hanging from the from the ceiling. And this guy took a picture of you, and then the crazy lady with the tons of faces and a giant buzzsaw broke through, and you had to run away from her. And then it jumped to where you're looking, for, you're tracking your daughter's footsteps. So is that the demo you guys played? You know what but I'm now... going to do? Because I can't bring it up on my computer. I apologize. Okay, so the buzzsaw, it sounds like Lone played after we did, Maddie, because the buzzsaw chick is the multi-bodied chick. That, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. But I never yeah. fought her. I ran away from her, and then the scene jumped, and then I was in a room. Well, here's the problem with how they offered that, um, the, the gameplay. They were jumping a lot. And that that you weren't the only one who said, man, we just jumped to this or we just jumped to that. Um, so it, it could be that they had different versions of it, which would make sense because every single Lone person played, played the different. same. I'm looking, at his, I'm looking at his gameplay right now. Completely different. Well, that's good. Be- that's good because then multiple previews aren't the same fucking, you know, 20 seconds of footage. And yeah, I didn't get that. I, I got sent the footage and then played it later. I, I got sent the footage because I didn't get to go to the original. And they were like, hey, do you want we've got a person who played um, that works for us and you can use their footage. And I was like, oh, that's yeah, awesome because I long, didn't get a chance. Yeah, go look at my channel alone because I had a completely different gameplay video. Up. Wow. Well, while he's doing that, then, Maddie, you, you guys are both really hot on Wolfenstein. Yes. Um, like, give me a, a one minute. Why? Uh, other than it's just like the first one. I mean, what? what <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. It takes you? the first one, builds upon it. So it's got the you know, yeah. it's got even funnier cutscenes. It's still got that excellent acting, that crazy, like we're in a serious war, but it's still got lighthearted moments. Um, mm-hmm. The contraptions are awesome, so you can put BJ on stilts, which is like a suspended double jump. He's got a ramshackle. You can run if you're sprinting at an enemy. He's weak enough. Blow him to bits. Really satisfying mechanic. One compresses huh. his body so he can crawl through vents. Um, I don't think you can have all three immediately in the beginning, so you get them throughout the course of the campaign. Um, Gunplay is still satisfying, so that's one thing from the first one. But they uh, bring back that Wyatt choice, uh, and whoever dies, you get a, a different type of gun throughout that playthrough. That's right. Yeah. So they recount for your your choice in a new way rather than just story and cutscene. Um, what else is there? Yeah, I guess it, it just takes a lot of what I love about it is it, it's not fixing what was broken. Right? Is that the term? I apologize. But yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, that, you that's know, the it's, term, it's yeah. just it's just how it was in the first one improvements and a, what looks to be a good story. 
Oh, yeah. I, the, the thing that I want, want to say is that it, it's look, gameplay-wise, it's like the first Wolfenstein. If you love that, you'll love this. If you didn't like it, you won't like this. But the the cutscenes and the characters and the voice acting, holy, holy shit, crap. it is it shits on the first one. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not saying whether it could be a good story. Like, we don't know yet. Obviously, we've had small snippets. But just the, the quality of the cutscenes and the humor, like, there was this one scene, this is not really spoilers, but... You have to look for this guy. I think his name is Horton, and you find him. And then there's this chick who's sniper rifling, just defending oh, yeah, you guys. Yeah, and yeah, and as people that, are shooting into the window, <laughs> you guys, you guys are getting drunk and arguing. That was yeah, the most that was awesome fun. And, and there was this really cool music playing in the background. It was such a joy just to watch that. Yeah. And then you got to ride a Panzer Hunt. Like yeah, exactly. I, we definitely played the same demo with that. I was just so, looking at your Evil Within. It was different. So I have a question about. Um, Wolfenstein for you guys but, um, before we end it. I apologize for going long, but I just had to ask oh, this. Uh, the one thing I did not like at all with that demo and was legitimately pretty unhappy with as a whole mm. was the lack of guns having any really good sound. They were really mixed down. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so yeah. they were firing and it was, I could talk. It, was, it wasn't like black where it was so loud. It was actually so far down that you could hear your footsteps over the M. I think in the video footage, he has like an M60. He has some. It's not that, though. But he has a machine gun. He's like, tat, 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 tat. And I'm like, are you what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it was. And when he walked, you could hear like shit crunching under his feet over the gun sound. Yeah, you're, you're entirely it, right. Even No, you're even, right. Even the shotgun. And, and there are even bits where you have the double shotgun. Yeah. And, and right. like, like these things are massive. <laughs> and you expect these things all, like, shoes. <laughs> and then it's like, so it could have been done on purpose it could have been done on purpose um where they wanted people recording footage that wasn't um like yeah in your face totally fine with that if you can level that differently i'm i'm totally fine with it i was just i was really shocked you're right because there was one point i had these uh i was dual wielding uh like these machine pistols and i think that's actually what it's called and um like i had it on the solo fire so i was like alternating like boom 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 it was like yeah, and I'm like, yeah, what weird. the? F-? And I'm shooting this big Panzer hun that's trying to kill me. I'm like, P-p-p-. I'm not like doing nothing oh, to this and, thing. And, no, and it right blows now. up. I mean, also with the Panzer hun, like that was a really cool moment. I loved it, mm-hmm. but the flamethrower, it just it didn't have that sound and, effect in there. It, it, it was just like it did. Yeah. Putting out a fire instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a like a, a outside garden hose versus <laughs> that scary ass. If you hear a flamethrower, they're scary as fuck. Oh, they like, have a whistle, <sighs> and they're all, yeah. and you can hear them burning air, and you're like, yeah, okay, well, absolutely. I don't want to be anywhere near that. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm assuming these guys knowing what they know that that's, that was done for YouTubers and stuff to mm-hmm. to get a you know something that wasn't overpowering. So it's a complete. So decline from yeah we'd be in trouble wouldn't we so but it is good to know in a weird way that everybody experienced it because then it's just like okay it's probably leveling they you probably go into the audio and 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 there were also some other weird glitches that i had like that starting area where you're swimming through the water i don't know if you guys ever played bioshock remastered but sometimes when you'd walk through the world there'd be like random black bars just like flickering on the screen or like coming across where it just you can't see the gameplay in that particular segment. That happened to me when I was swimming through the water. It was just like a black yeah. bar that flashed across for for a second as you're going through, and it must must have been a glitch with the water animation or something. But uh, that's something that I experienced there. Okay. But other than that, 
like all the previous issues that I had with resolution and not being able to play with a mouse and keyboard. Like this game, you need to play with mouse and keyboard. It's it is too fast paced for me to play on a controller. Some people I could probably do it. <laughs> Oh, I dude, like, I can't. Because I played it. the first one on Xbox. I was like, let's see how it goes. And yeah, like the initial part when I was playing, like, I sucked. I died three times in a row. Like, I, I was yeah. getting my ass kicked because I just dropped down there and you'd have to get used to that same type of Wolfenstein gameplay, which is much more fast paced. You know, the dual wielding, changing fire modes. And, uh, you know, when you're doing all that on a controller, it's it's uh-huh. a lot at first. But um, once you get the hang of it, it's, it's pretty. Is serious. there an auto aim on the 360 version? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, where, like, That's it's Halo, where you, you shoot near the guy and it sort of like goes halo has better. a has a more of a free reticle but yeah, it's kind of i guess like cod yeah. where like yeah like if you're like he's to the left and if i aim over here it's like what? you know oh okay bring, brings me yeah. in a little bit um i think it works in the game's favor too because you're just mowing things down but i agree with lone entirely on the cutscene behalf because like it, when you're demoing games I, I i personally feel like it's one of the most distracting places of the game because you hear so oh, much yeah. background noise there's people talking asking questions you're not like mm-hmm. in your comfort gaming zone uh, and so for me, like when I was doing, for example, the strawberry milkshake scene, like I was just like locked in, just like fucking there. Um, so that's like a testament to how good it was. Same thing with the uh, the opening cut scene where like he was oh. banging the girl inside the. Oh, inside that the was stuff. so funny. I was just like, what? The, ah, ah, yeah. like holy shit, is she getting oh, killed in there? Awesome. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> did you need this boat? And yeah, I, was like, I was like, yeah, I started laughing. I was just that. in my own world at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that's how good it was. was a great bit yeah all right and that uh Sounds that good. will conclude ham radio podcast episode 126 near in two hours good job good job mm. and uh any closing words fellas uh right. we got um the comic book uh cover number two coming out um for ham so no I've, got, I've got yeah i've got him working on it um i'm if you guys have any little things that you want added, he's open to it. Uh, it'll probably be uh, November, but I was like, it would be cool if we were sitting around a table eating like a turkey or something. You know, like we could do anything. Mm. Um, but he, he's yeah. or Christmas. Like, do we want to base it? Around I have Christmas? a friend who loves making comics. Risk. You know, what I'm talking oh, about? Com- yeah, 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 we yeah. should have him make like episodes, make a co- an actual comic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so um, crazy. if you guys have anything in particular that I missed for the first one or like a motif or something, um, anything Bioshock to... related for me, you know me, that's, Bioshock that's all related. I want. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to clear I, oh, out do you know what wall right be... here and just hang up. Like, Oh dude, he's awesome. Issue. Yeah. He, he does so good. He does. I was thinking one every quarter is probably like, that's you right. know, every, every three to four months. Cause they're not, they're not hugely expensive, but mm. I am paying him, but I'm like, no, I, no. I'm a freak for that kind of shit. So I'm just sort of a nerd when it comes to like, oh, somebody can immortalize us. Yeah, let's do that. Time out. <laughs> like that. Time out. Yeah. No one can see this. Malone, are you wearing a Yankee hat? Yes. Yes, what I am. What the fuck? I don't follow them. I just needed a fucking cool button. Whatever the hat you call these. Yeah. Uh, number one, I'm a Baseball. Mets fan, so you've just put a big division in our friendship. Number two, oh, why, why does someone in Australia have a Yankee hat? I gotta know. I told you, I bought it from like a budget. It's a, it's fake. I just wanted a, a hat a like this for a summer one oh, time. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, oh, do you want me to change my hat next podcast? Yeah, yeah. Next week, do not show yeah. up with that. I'm gonna tell you yeah. what to wear now. No, he's not. I'm gonna show up in all Yankees fucking stuff. <laughs> Yankees fucking everything. Glasses, beanie, fucking shirt. It'll Halloween just be episode. Yankees. This is like a black hat from this direction. Because you, you got up. 
and walked off, and he may have seen it when he got up. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, we should dress up for our Halloween episode the week. Oh, oh, oh come on. Oh, God. No, guys, I already, I, I, Maddie wasn't here. I said we should all dress up as each other. No, if no, all, I've had this idea have, for so I long. I have your hairdo, by the way. I, ha- I already bought yours. So, oh, Carrick, you're killing me, you, bro. <laughs> when you weren't gonna be here, I told I told Lone that I was gonna. I had bought a wig that was a sh- of all things. Yes, it was. It was a Scooby Doo wig. But uh, <laughs> oh, my a, one God. of my podcasters uh, had a fake beard that he bought, and he wore the beard through the podcast. We should all you dress up like Lone. I'll dress up like you. Yeah, oh, yeah, we could God. we could definitely do Carrick, something. That I've would... been like planning for like months. To, like I'm gonna show up on that podcast wearing a beard, sunglasses, winter hat, and the trainer, and I'm just gonna not say a fucking word and join the call. No. But he's gonna be like, "Am I seeing <laughs> my own picture on the bottom or what?" You need to say, "Hi, I'm Maddie from Mr. Maddie Plays." I would say, "Salutations, everybody. This is Carrick from East. <laughs> like, if we could easily do that, you can cut this if you want, so that people no. don't know we're gonna do it. I can but... listen to this shit. Um, Matt or uh, Lone and I, when you weren't on, I was like, dude, I just got, I just found this uh, like wig. It looks a little like him, but I, I, and then we were talking about your pajamas and I was like, uh-huh. oh my God, I could get a good <laughs> pair Lone's got his fucking, what, that's, uh, can you guys hear me or is it muffled? Uh, you gotta Once be really you closer, close. When you get closer, we can hear you perfectly. Hello. For everybody who's not watching, he's wearing something from Borderlands. I, I can't wait. Cause I'm doing my psycho cosplay. It's going to be fucking sweet. Very cool. The cosplaying is that way you're hitting the gym, bro. Gonna get that like real chiseled upper body. <laughs> yeah. I, I genuinely am though because I, I've got some love handles that I'm not so happy about. Ah, oh, come I'm full on. Of love at the you're moment. Beautiful. You're beautiful to us, man. <laughs> Thank oh, you, guys. We're the only one who can fucking see you. Oh yeah, you have a real life. Sorry. <laughs> I always forget you got you got to get in shape for real people, not the podcast. Yeah. My girlfriend's just looking at me like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's All great right. well let's wrap this one up closing closing words or shall i just do the outro let's do the outro All thank right, you for cool. joining guys yeah thank you guys for joining this far if you did use the hashtag ham halloween ham halloween <laughs> it's a good one yeah ham that's halloween great. so if you got this far let us know handles are on screen and we will catch you guys next time peace out peace, peace. out <laughs>